banks are supposed to be the safest placeholders for cash in the world. But in 2022, that changed. The Federal Reserve pulled out $2.5 trillion of liquidity out of the banks. And the Fed also changed the requirements so banks don't need to keep any funds on hand. This means banks are starved for liquidity and have now become very dangerous places to hold your assets. Get out of the system with the world's safest and most private assets, silver and gold. Call Kirk Elliott, Ph.D. at 720-605-3900. Be sure to tell him Pete Santilli sent you. Silver produced a harmonic structure on November 30th, 2023, and this composite shows its progression to $22.14 per ounce on January 22nd, 2024. breaking out down, but the downside uh, goes down how far? Well, this would be what are reaching the full harmonic down here. Right. And that would be right around $22 an ounce. So again, if, you, if we hit this full downside harmonic and people are looking to pick up some silver, that would be a reasonable spot to do so because yeah. about 80 to 90% of the time, right, we can foresee that once it gets to this harmonic, full harmonic objective, the energy's been released and this market's probably gonna bounce or trade sideways for a while. Yep. So your chances of getting burned buying silver at 22 go way down, right? They go way down. So if we get this $22 an ounce, you know, it, it, for, the, for those of you waiting on the sidelines, that might be a spot where you take a look and say, you know, this might be, might be the time to look for some silver. In the meantime, you know, we're just watching the zone, right? Can we hold up in here? And then if we get back below this halfway, oh, you, know. you know what I want to do? I want to watch that really close. Yeah. Okay. Let's do and that. guess Let's what? I want. To, I'm going to buy silver. I'd love to see this thing get down to the full downside objective at $22.14 an ounce, right, in the spot market, because we would have we would. It gives us clarity, right? It gives us a decision point. We can see like what is it going to do at this harmonic level if it stays above it? Okay, that's bullish silver. If it gets below it. Right, that would be bearish silver. So here we go. Let's take a quick look at this, right? So here's our active harmonic signal. Again, this is shorter time frame. This isn't like what we were looking at. The other stuff was monthly, but look at silver selling off today, right? It's almost down at its halfway harmonic right here. So again, you know, but remember, looking at the big picture perspective, okay, it's on, it's above its converging triangle. If it holds this level, we can make a case for silver, right, to the upside long term. But if it breaks below, you know, this 22.14, that's the big level down here at full downside harmonic. If it gets down there, that's a good spot to potentially buy. But if it gets below there, then you know that you're wrong and get out. So it was completed on the downside. And you know, and look what we had yesterday, a bounce right back to the seven eights. So if it spends some time down here, we'll have to see what silver does. Does it pop through this 22.14, which was our target? Uh, right there, I think you can see that. Maybe I'll slide it over a little, make sure you can see it. So there it is, 22 to 14 an ounce, $22.14 an ounce. We've got this bounce. We're gonna watch and see the reaction. We're gonna keep track of this, because again, this gives us something to win against as we go forward, right? So we have the NASDAQ, we have that silver, two good markets that have completed now. Now we're waiting to see on the Dow and the S&P if those can complete. That's gonna give us uh, a little bit more to lean on, and then we'll start looking at bond markets.
Good morning, everybody. What is going on this morning? Happy uh, top of the Monday morning to you on this uh, Monday, February 5th, ladies and gentlemen. We are live right now on um, on LFA, and I will get clearance here that we're up and running. I'm looking actually our uh, is our, our thumbnail, as they call it, is our thumbnail uh, up there because we have a great top news headline. We've got great news to be covering with you uh, this morning. We want to welcome you after hopefully a restful weekend for each and every one of you. Uh, I am your host, Pete Santilli, and I'm going to be joined here momentarily uh, by my co-host as soon as I can uh, bring him. He's not a co-host. He's actually driving the bus. Okay. Uh, his name is Craig Winklowitz. And as soon as I can put him on screen, I don't know why that is not squared away, but we will certainly get that squared away in just a second here. Uh, one second here. Now, now on Friday, uh, I want to apologize to each and every one of you uh, that, hold on a second. I want to apologize to each and every one of you because we had probably one of the biggest technical glitches. Uh, we'll call it a glitch. I'm not going to go into the details as to what it was, uh, but it was completely and totally uh, unavoidable. It was unavoidable. We had to call the show and I spent probably the better part of 48 hours uh, getting that all squared away. I had to completely redo my board. Now, let me have you say hello to Craig Winklewitz. Craig, say good morning here because I was thrown off by uh, something this morning. We had dust. I can't even tell you, okay? I'm at the mercy of something that I don't even want to describe right now. But top of the morning to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, Pete. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. How are you? What's going on? Happy Monday. Happy ha Monday. Happy Monday to you. Um uh, we've got, uh, right out of the gates here, as soon as I can get us up and running, uh, we've got some pretty big, uh, news headlines. Um, and we will get to that here in just a second. Just, uh, let me fiddle and fiddle. You know, I'm serious. I, I, you know, what do they say? Never let them see a sweat, right? <laughs> That's huh? right. Is that what they say? Never let yeah. them see a sweat. But sometimes I sweat profusely as I'm trying to get the show off the ground. Oh that's right. my we can't goodness. see it. Huh? That's right. We can't see it. So that's you, good. You can't. No, that's that's okay. That's quite all right. All right. Uh, so here we go. So Market Ultra this morning, I'm going to put up our top news headlines as, uh, uh, as we start kicking tail uh, this morning. Uh, because, you know, believe it or not, okay, now this is going to lead to a discussion this morning that goes pretty deep. When we say that our top news headline will be the, you know, CCP's or China's military uh, cognitively cooking uh, the U.S. to accept surrender. This thing goes way deeper than just a military incursion. We're talking about an AI immersion program. We have an AI industry that is exploding um, uh, worldwide, the implications uh, for our top news headline are absolutely phenomenally huge. Um, so we're, we're going to, uh, we're going to get to that, um, uh, that those top news headlines here in just a couple of seconds, as soon as I can, I can get us squared away. There we go. Mm -mm. Oh my goodness. Just, it just never fails. 
you know. It never fails, mister. It never fails, mister. Uh, Karen. Uh, we want to make sure that Locals is going to be up and running here momentarily, and we'll get that, and we will get that up and running uh, in just a couple of seconds. But uh, you know you know what I'm going to go to? Um, and, and please allow me to do this before we can get to our top news headlines. Um, I'm actually going to share something that is, because we're going to be talking about Elon Musk as well. Uh, I'm going to call an audible here. Uh, and I'm going to share with our, our viewing audience some pretty a pretty remarkable, mm, we'll call it a montage that Clay Clark put together. And this montage is jaw-dropping. And you'll hear Elon Musk's uh, own words uh, himself. It's pretty shocking. It's going to have a lot to do with uh, uh, with AI, right? And, of course, Noah Yuval Harari. You know who Noah Yuval Harari is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, Hopefully most of our audience does, too. Well, you're about to find out if you don't know who Noah Yuval Harari is. Um, you're going to you're going to hear from him right now. Here we go. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Noah Yuval Harari, Elon Musk, and the words of all these people that are trying to take over the planet. And this should set us on course uh, for what we're going to be talking about today. Here we go. Without further ado. Open up 13. Here we go. How many years? Before you don't have to talk. Please tell me we have a lot of If the development continues to accelerate, then maybe, maybe like five years. Five years. Five to ten years. Five to ten years. Twitter is effectively an accelerant, an accelerant to, to an idea I've had for a long time, which is time, which is I'm going to I'm going to start that over again. Stupid audio is uh, how many years? How many years? Before you don't have to talk. Before you don't have to talk. If the, if, the, if the development if the development continues, continues to accelerate, to accelerate then, then maybe maybe like five like years, five years, five to ten years. That's, ten years. That's, Twitter is effectively an accelerant, accelerant to, to an idea I've had for a long time, which is, which is I call it, I call it X, X, the everything, yeah. everything app. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, which is to have an app, you know, a, a, a sort of, sort of a platform that is uh, so useful that you you, you find it, it it is essential to conduct your life. life. Uh, so that means, like, like you know, we do obviously uh, payments. Um, um, we provide, provide really, really, really make a, a good meaningful communication privately as well as publicly. So that means we need to have a direct message system that is that, that offers voice calls, video calls. We don't even have an app that's as good as WeChat in China. Like in China, you like you live on WeChat. It's like it's like. Yeah, everyone is like, doing, like, like, when we chat, chat, you do payments, you do everything, it's like, yeah, yeah, it's great, great. Basically, we chat, 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 and we don't have anything like we chat, chat, outside of China. 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 So, so, I was like, like, my dear, like, like, what if we just, we just copy we chat? Hey, hey, copy them, copy them. Copy some chat, chat. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. 
For those that have used WeChat, I think that's WeChat's actually a good model. Um, if you're in China, it's basically you kind of live on WeChat. It does everything. Um, it's sort of like like Twitter plus PayPal plus a whole bunch of other things, and all roll into one with actually a great interface, and it's it's really an excellent app. And we don't have anything like that um, outside of China. So. Uh, I think, I think it would, it would, such, a, such an app, an app um, would be really uh, useful. useful. For man to merge with machine in yes. a healthy way. Yes. yes. To beat the machines, you basically have to merge with machines. Most likely, yeah, yeah. And you see, the difference of this fourth uh, industrial revolution is it doesn't change what you are doing. It changes you. If you take a genetic editing, uh, just as an example, it's you who are changing. And of course, this has a big impact on your identity. U.S. intelligence shows China is using advanced technologies like gene editing and brain control weapons to advance its military and to crush dissent. If you have, have a, a good, good two-way two communication, communication system, system directly between, between brains and, and computers, it also means you can connect, connect several brains together, together to create, create an inter-brain inter net. net. With a, with a, because, because it's, it's the, same, the, same, the same system, the same communication system. system. And, and nobody, nobody has any idea, idea what this means, means for things, things like, like identity. identity. Who am, am I when I can, I can access, access directly, directly the brain, brain of, of another, another person? person? As work is changing, is, is a universal basic income um, really a, a, a solution to, the, to this problem? I think ultimately we will have to have, have some kind of universal basic income. And I think some kind of a universal basic income is going to be necessary. The nature of money is going to change quite dramatically. All systems of, of, uh, of, of trust, trust and, and of, of ownership uh, will have, have to, adapt to adapt radically. radically. Do you see, Do you see any, any positive, positive effects, effects in the COVID, COVID pandemic? pandemic? I think I there are many, 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 many silver linings. Um, um, the, the, uh, the advancement, advancement of, of uh, synthetic, uh, synthetic RNA, RNA uh, was, was accelerated, accelerated significantly, significantly because of COVID. COVID. I think there's going to be these a lot of breakthroughs on, on the medical front, front uh, particularly uh, around the synthetic, synthetic uh, uh, mRNA. Uh, uh, you, can you can basically do anything, anything with, with the synthetic, synthetic uh, RNA, RNA, DNA. Um, it's really, it's, it's like, like a computer like program. program. So, so, I mean, I, I mean, think with enough, enough with, 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 with effort, effort, that's not too crazy. crazy. You, you could probably, probably stop, stop aging, aging with it if you want one. Um, uh, these are, uh, you can basically do anything. You can turn someone into a freaking butterfly if you want with the right DNA sequence. I think we will see a lot of advance with mRNA. And the good thing, after the success of COVID, is that right now, we have a substantial wave of companies, biotech and big pharma, that are working on mRNA. A lot. A lot. And they are working on multiple applications of mRNA. Uh, so, I so I think the first, first, the, the first thing that, that I'm, I'm hopeful to see is other vaccines, other than COVID. COVID. A flu vaccine with mRNA, a single vaccine with mRNA, other vaccines with mRNA. Humans are now hackable animals. 
you know, the, the, the whole idea, idea that, that humans, humans have, you know, this, you know, this they, they, they have, have this soul or spirit and they have they free will and nobody, and nobody knows, knows what's happening, what's happening inside, inside me. So, so whatever, whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. I mean, my top recommendation, honestly, would be just have a carbon tax. Decarbonization of the economy. Where are they traveling? How are they traveling? What are they eating? What are they consuming on the platform for? Because you definitely don't want just, just people, people, you know, we've had an echo the whole time without your consent. Can you imagine that in 10 years when we are sitting here, we have an implant in our uh, brains? And um, I can immediately feel because you all will have implants. I can, and we measure your, your brain waves. And I can immediately tell you how the people react, or I can feel uh, how the people react um, to your answers. Uh, is it imaginable? Um, I, I think that is imaginable. I think um, I, I think you know you can imagine that. You can imagine well, you're going to be sort of transplanted into you know the the internet, so to speak, to live forever in a digital realm. Aujourd'hui, au bout de ça, on parle de puces qu'on pourra s'implanter. Ce sera quand ça Certainement dans les dix années à venir. Et d'abord, on va les implanter dans nos vêtements, uh -huh. c'est-à-dire wearables, comme on le dit. Et après, on pourrait s'imaginer qu'on les implante dans nos cerveaux ou dans nos topos. Et à la fin, peut-être, il y a une communication directe entre notre cerveau et le monde digital. Ce que nous voyons, c'est une sorte de fusion du monde physique, digital et biologique. On appelle quelqu'un, on n'a même plus le réflexe de devoir prendre un appareil, ça se fait naturellement. Hein. La, la, la technique continue le corps. Oui, vous, vous parlez et vous dites, je veux maintenant euh, euh, être connecté avec n'importe qui. Hein? Et d'abord, vous avez les robots euh, personnalisés. J'ai vu que M. Zuckerberg a, a prédit qu'à la fin de l'année, il va avoir son robot, son butler personnalisé ouais. qui est à sa disposition. Donc, comme dans Downton Abbey, on aura son, son butler personnel, son serviteur, son esclave Oui, mais, mais il y a une différence. C'est un serviteur qui, avec euh, l'intelligence artificielle, apprend et qui n'est pas seulement euh, votre assistant pour des travaux manuels, qui peut vraiment être un partenaire intellectuel de vous. U.S. intelligence shows China is using advanced technologies like gene editing and brain control weapons to advance its military and to crush dissent. Humans are now hackable animals. You know, the, the whole idea that humans have, you know, this, they, they have this soul or spirit and they have free will and nobody knows what's happening inside me. So whatever I choose, whether in the election or whether in the supermarket, this is my free will, that's over. And this is obviously sounding increasingly like a Black Mirror episode. Everything that's encoded in memory, you could, uh, you could upload. You could basically store your memories um, as a backup and restore the memories. Um, then ultimately, you could potentially download them into a new body or into a robot body. The future is going to be weird. I would presume it would be consensual um, uh, because you definitely don't want just people, you know, sending stuff into your brain without your consent. 
I mean, COVID makes it, it accelerates the process of digitalization and automatization. It legitimizes the deployment of mass surveillance even in democratic countries, and it makes surveillance go under your skin. All right, on part one of today's show, James, what we did is we, we broke down the fact that Elon Musk is in favor of carbon taxes, okay? Elon Musk is in favor of the mRNA modifying technology. In fact, he owns a company called CureVac. Elon Musk is in favor of self-driving cars you can turn on or off. You might have, you might have heard it described as a car with a kill switch or the, the self-driving cars that, that, that Klaus Schwab is a big fan of. And Elon Musk is a big fan of transhumanism, you know, actually merging with AI. So we, we, we know that because Elon Musk says these things in his own words. We know that the surveillance state being built is supported mainly based upon the it's built upon the infrastructure that Elon Musk has created the 30,000 low orbit satellites in space that, that are blanketing the earth with 5G technology, those are presented to us, those are given to us via Elon Musk's dragon rockets. Uh, the, the mRNA modifying nanotechnology in the shots, that's Elon Musk's CureVac. The, the idea of this uh, uh, one world payment system, like the American version of WeChat, the American version of the Chinese WeChat app is Elon Musk's X. It's, it's all right there. I mean, Elon Musk, he's dating, uh, he dated or created a child with Grimes, a Grimes, who's the openly a transhumanist, a woman who is pushing the transhumanism agenda, a woman who wrote a song called We Appreciate Power that prophesied COVID-19. Musk went to the 2018 Met Gala with with Grimes and he wore a jacket and on the back of it, it said New World Order. And she wore a, a crown made from the color Vanta Black. Uh, Vanta Black is a color patented by Surrey Nanosystems. And Surrey Nanosystems makes the carbon nanotubes that can deliver a pathogen via a shot. You see what's going on here however people like him right there's a momentum to it and so the best way i can describe how conservatives feel about elon musk the best way i can describe how conservatives feel about musk and i want you to send this to your brother frank the tank okay <laughs> all right send it to frank is that america has found out this is how this is the analogy america has been dating america if, if america was a man okay america has been dating a woman okay for a long time they're in love with the woman and they're excited they've been saving themselves for marriage for the woman right because they believe so much in them they're excited about the marriage and then recently america found out that that woman was cheating on us the, the, what that woman was cheating on america that woman and, and then they found out that that woman isn't a woman but that woman is a dude oh come on <laughs> that ain't no woman it's a man man assassins <laughs> so if you're america and you've been in love with a woman and you find out that that woman in fact was a dude one, it's one thing to be in america and to be in love with a woman and to find out that that woman was cheating on you but then to find out that that woman was a dude and you've been sucking face and holding hands and writing love letters and up late night talking to that woman and you find out that woman's a dude that's the cognitive dissonance that america feels right now i agree it is sick it is sick <laughs>
You know, he wants to give us universal basic high, income, universal high income. It's like money on drugs. I mean, this guy. So Elon Musk, in his own words, is saying his agenda. Right. But people can't see it because they're going, dude, free speech, I, I, man. I mean, imagine, imagine that I'm about ready to get married. OK. I'm coming down the aisle. That's where we're at. Okay, I'm ready. And you're the best man in this figurative wedding. Okay? okay, follow this analogy. You're the you're the you're the best man at my wedding. Okay, all right. And you walk up to me and you say, "Hey, dude, before you get before you walk down that aisle, I have something I need to tell you." And I go, "Listen, buddy, we got We 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 don't have time to talk. We'll talk after the wedding because I've got this going on, that going on. We're she's gonna walk down the aisle and you go, buddy, buddy, listen, I need to tell you something.'" I go, "We don't have time for that, James. The wedding starts in five minutes." And you go, "Listen, I'm serious. This will change your life. You have to know." And I go, "What is it?" And you say. The girl you're going to marry isn't in fact, she's been cheating on you. And I go, oh, well, that's what and you go, dude, here's the photo. And now I'm like, oh, snap, she's been cheating on me. And I go, wait a minute. She's been cheating on me with that dude. And you go, yeah, and she is a dude because <laughs> she's not a woman. She's a dude. Bro, that's the sort of mind blender that America's going through right now. It is so true. <laughs> it is rough. <laughs> oh, so hopefully Yaccarino, Linda Yaccarino, the CEO of, uh, of a, a Twitter or X, gets a hold of this show because uh, <laughs> she's now advocating for freedom of uh, speech, but not freedom of reach. And she's saying you can post something online as long as it's on, on X, as long as it's lawful. It just, but if it's awful, you you can post it if it's lawful, but but they're not going to allow you to share it if it's awful. Who decides that? Uh, well, Lindy Acarino, uh. who's a member of the World Economic Forum. Ugh. And again, back to this analogy, folks. America, if you're out there, I know you're committed to her, her being this, the woman in this analogy, but she's been cheating on you, and she's a dude. You know, I, I, I do think in a positive AI future uh, that there will be no shortage of goods and services. Uh, so uh, it won't be universal basic income, it'll be universal high income. Now that all sounds good, but you know, in terms of uh, like the book Man's Search for Meaning, um, well, if to the degree that you're defined by your career, um, you, you may have trouble finding meaning in life. So it's like, well, how, how can I do anything useful if the computer can do everything better than me? That 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 really be the challenge. Now maybe that'll be fine. Maybe you just play, you know, watch incredible movies, play video games, and do water sports and. Computer just says everything else. Uh, that, that, I guess that's the prime scenario. Have you read Ian Banks? No. Uh, I highly recommend Ian Banks' uh, the, the Culture Books. It's, it's probably the best um, semi utopian future of AI, um, where the computers are far smarter than humans, but they, they take care of the humans. Like they, make, they care about the humans being happy. If you think about it, AI is actually the fastest path to communism. So if implemented correctly, AI could actually theoretically solve for abundance. Like we could totally get to a situation where nobody has to work. Everybody is provided for with a comfortable state of being, comfortable living. AI could automate all the farming, weed out systematic corruption, thereby bringing us to as close as possible to genuine equality. So basically everything that everybody loves about communism, but without the collective farm. 
Because let's be real, enforced farming is really not a vibe. <laughs> did I begin with that this morning? We're going to be talking about Elon Musk. We're going to be talking about the craziness, the absolute insanity uh, in the world. Uh, and I'm also starting to figure out where it's coming from. I mean, imagine if you were the Chinese military and you were to say to yourself, how can we just really degrade their entire society top to bottom? Um, we, we, we could have, we could have them cheering for, uh, you know, let's do this. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you in your lifetime, uh, list the heroes that you've, you were raised to respect, you know, like for instance, Vince Lombardi, he's, he's one, you know, John F. Kennedy, L list the heroes, uh, that, that you were raised under, uh, you know, I say raised under, raised to, you know, to appreciate and, and and recognize. Name a couple of them. Yeah, well, we had our we had our political, we had nice. our political crew, right? So um, anywhere from the political leaders, you know, we had Ronald Reagan was a hero, yep. right? And then right. we roll into the 90s. You know, maybe we thought George Bush was a potential hero, uh, but then he, we find out he's not, right? And then we can look at our sports heroes. You know, we had all the football quarterbacks, right? The great running backs. I mean, they're count, you know, they're countless. Sports, right? Um, yeah. Sports heroes. Um, these days, uh, we are uh, taught to um, uh, to hear wise. Really, if you look at the entire woke industry, um, uh, the woke industry has you heroizing a father who's recognizing that my two year old wants to become. A, he's a boy, but he wants to be a girl, and. You know, you, you don't want to be canceled, of course, but now they're all, oh, my goodness, look at the hero. And they're featuring them on NB, uh, NBC, MSNBC, CNN. That is the modern day hero is the mother and father that's just letting, you know, Desmond the Amazing just be himself. They're heroizing woke hearted parents. This 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 world is so turned upside down. But um it, is it a woke agenda or is it something much, much, much more nefarious? Uh, I, I believe that the uh, now we're recognizing as we get to our our top uh, news headline here um, that our adversary would love nothing more than for us to completely and totally uh, de degrade our society at every single level. I mean, we have a moral degradation, right? A, an ideological subversion. Right. Uh, and we also have and we have to recognize this. This isn't uh, beaten up on everybody. Uh, we have a bunch of men right now in this country uh, that lack the testosterone to eat, to, to know how to rise up 
uh, other than to, you know, post on Facebook with their 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 Punisher, you know, avatar. Uh, we have a border that's being invaded. They do nothing. You know, we, we, we go down to the border and see Sarah Palin. You know, we do rallies. While we let millions of people still come all, uh, across the across the border. Um, yeah, it's mesmerizing, right, to watch. Mesmerizing. But how are we to respond to an invasion? We have people just sitting at home online complaining, you know. And, and then, boy, wait till we get to uh, the other part. And that is the stack. Look at this. Look at this right here. This right here. This is the stuff that goes on behind closed doors by a bunch of attorneys to serve them up with all of the money for everyone but Americans. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? So what is this all driven by? Uh, it's driven by our top news headline. And our top news headline is that the, that the CCP itself, mm, the CCP itself, oh my God. The CCP itself, if I can get my mouse uh, situated here. Come on! Unbelievable. I don't know. Uh, you know You know what I think it is? I think it's, um, who, what's the CEO's name of, uh, uh, of Apple? Uh, Tim Cook. Tim Cook, yeah. I think he focuses more on his sexuality and his uh, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, than actually taking care of uh, making sure that his mice work on his computers. Now, what do you think? Huh? Yeah. Uh, give me, must be on an Apple machine. Give me, give me a second, would you please? Yeah, no, I'm actually moving my mouse, and it's moving on a different computer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's overridden my ability to actually. Can you freaking imagine this crap? <laughs> yes. Um. Give me a second, okay? Can you imagine this? I, I swear to you, I got a John Brennan on my computer. Mm-hmm. Hey, Craig. Yeah. How are you feeling this morning? Pretty good, Pete. Good. Hanging in there. Good to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to roll through the headlines real quick? Do you want me to roll through them? We do, yeah. Yeah, I'd okay. love to, but I can't put it on the screen right now because my mouse is uh, actually on another computer because Tim Cook is a freaking half-tard. Ladies and gentlemen, my sincerest apologies. And uh, just to let everybody know, uh, as they say, dead air in this business <laughs> is terrible. Uh, is absolutely terrible. Uh, but here we go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our top news headline headlines uh, this morning are as follows. Um, and by the way, our top news headlines are brought to you by a very special sponsor, which is um, uh, 2024 oilboom.com. And I got to fix that. And, you know, when you, when you reconfigure uh, everything in the fashion that I did, uh, you can expect pretty much anything until we do with the dry run like we are right now. So here we go. Our top news headlines are as follows. The CCP, ladies and gentlemen, is, and I'm going to call it this, uh, cognitively 
uh, cooking us to accept surrender. Um, do, do, do you know what, uh, what is meant by that? They're basically slow cooking us with AI and psychological warfare right now. Yep. Yep. When you know what frustrated me so much last week, Pete, was when Jerome Powell was on speaking and we covered this on Thursday when he came back and said, well, we ran that clip on the discussion of productivity and he said he didn't think AI had any impact and maybe in the long run, but not in the short term. I mean, this guy's supposed, this is one of the most powerful people in the world. And he is unwilling to admit that AI is a huge impact right now. We'll see that today when we go through these technology stocks. Everybody's focused on AI. Even if they're losing money in certain components of it, they're still continuing to drive forward on AI. So he's completely off base and follow the money, right? And that's what we're going to try to do today. Yeah, we we are going to uh, we're going to try our absolute darndest um as I get one last thing situated, and I think we're off and running now for good, I hope. Um, there we go. Uh, the, the AI we're going to dig into pretty extensively. Uh, but on, um, uh, on our top news headlines, let's continue on. We're going to show you what we're going to be uh, discussing uh, this morning. Uh, the second top news headline is that the, the world... Uh, is launching a world war against who? Against Tucker Carlson and Elon Musk, right? Now, Elon Musk is he to be? Uh, is he to be? Is he to be praised or criticized? Like in the last segment that we just uh, uh, we just went through, what do you what do you think, uh, Craig? Do you think that uh, that all of his um, Neuralink and all the other things that are doing is is it beneficial to society? There's a lot of benefits to what he's developing. Or do you think it's detrimental overall, especially if those individuals that get a hold of his technology that he's developing um, actually do really bad things with it? What, what say you to that? Well, I think you hit it. I think you hit it quite well there, Pete. Mm. The, the, thing we, the thing that we can't mm. negate is the fact that he opened up X or Twitter, right, for free speech. And it's probably one of the largest freest speech platforms that's out there along with a few others, you know, Rumble's doing a great job. A few others are doing a great job of delivering free speech. So we can't rule that out. And he's active and he's promoting free speech on there from everything I can tell, actually building momentum. The problem is we see this neural link and so far, you know, the concept behind it is that from everything I can tell take people who are actually building momentum. Sorry, go ahead. People that we can take people that have had, some sort of a physical impairment and potentially bring them back to raise their, you know, their, their functionality. So from that standpoint, it's great. But the, but when you talk, but when you hear him talking with, um, uh, who am I thinking of right at the beginning of our clip there, uh, they were talking about not having to talk in five years. Yeah. That's that's not a healthy, that's Elon Musk. Exactly. So is it something that he can't stop and he's just, continuing to push forward with it? Is it a control? We just don't know. I, I, the, I, I just don't know if we have the answers yet. And I don't know if we have enough facts to come up with a, an answer. That's kind of where we're at. Yes, but there is a world war launched against Tucker and Musk. Now, Musk's quest for coming up with like a WeChat, uh, WeChat you know, um, 
uh, super app per se, um, through Twitter or through X, what he's developing. Uh, them not having access to that pipeline is what they're most upset about because they can't uh, they can't control uh, the two way flow of information so that they can launch their you know their uh, their psyops their online social media influence operations. All right, here's here's the next one. Uh, there is a political storm over the border bill. It is, and it should be, a political storm over the border bill. Why? Because of what is contained in that border bill. Have you seen any of it, Craig? Yeah, I was looking at it last night a little bit. Um, you know, Schumer put out his words on it. I think it's, what, a $118 billion bill. Uh, and I think 78 between Ukraine and Israel, 78 billion of it goes to them, 40 billions left for the U.S. So... That's that's the part that I saw with it. Absolutely. Absolute insanity. Any money that goes to Ukraine. Now, what do we do about it? We do nothing. And that's what I'm talking about. The lack of testosterone in the American male in the United States of America that just sits online with their their Punisher logo on their Facebook pro, profile and nothing gets done. Uh, they go to Washington, D.C. They just write billions of dollars and offshore. It is it amazing uh, how they do that? And then. The president has his attorneys writing in all of his crap that he gets to do so that when President Trump gets in, he's wrapped up like a mummy. It's absolute, absolute insanity uh, what we're seeing coming out of this bill. Will it pass? I don't know. That's a separate discussion. I can't believe that they even attempted uh, to pass some of the stuff that's contained in this bill. All right. Here's the next one. A lot of people don't know about this one. ABAX Commodities Exchange launches. I'm going to say something that's not, mm, uh, first of all, well-known uh, to the general public. Everyone's like, who cares about a commodities exchange launching? No, let me rephrase it. They're basically taking down the commodities exchange in the United States of America, and they're offshoring it to Singapore. All of the top banksters have gotten together to set up this ABAX um, uh, commodities, and these are the top people in the world. These are the highest credentialed, uh, the smartest people on planet Earth. I have a request for Pete to get a guest on here and talk about a specific topic. There you go. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you for your guest suggestion. But this commodities exchange, uh, I mentioned it to you last night. I don't feel comfortable with it, but there's nothing that's going to control it. Like, I, us putting out this information is not going to stop what's happening. It's not going to stop it, is it? No, and on this, so this AVAX ties right in with everything we're going to talk today, talk about today. The, mm. you know, smarter markets, right, in capitals, they capitalize them. So this is coming right from their company profile. So they're, they're uh, you know, their relations manager that puts this out and so just listen to this the company is focused on building smarter markets that's fine which allow tools benchmarks and technology to drive market-based solutions and challenge to challenges including climate change and the energy transition <laughs> right give me a freaking break with their climate change crap it's everywhere 
And there's Let nothing to stop these people. I mean, they, they already went after, uh, like, DEI, right? Uh, and uh, what is it? Uh, EVG and ABC, you know, all those other acronyms. And politically, people, you know, have basically just revolted against it. And it, and it went off terribly. Is the same thing going to happen with trillions of dollars that they're going to be dabbling with in order to you know, save the planet from global warming? What do you think? Boy, well, this takes us back to, I, I, hopefully it's right on topic, but it takes us back to the NACs, right? The natural asset corporations. Mm -hmm. And we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. And fortunately, it got taken down, but the players in that were our own Securities and, Securities and Exchange Commission, our own New York Stock Exchange. And they were the ones that were promoting and pushing this NAC, National Asset Corporation. Mm. And without, without being publicly released, they tried to slide this under the, over the holidays, they tried to slide this through. And that's, that's where we're at. And yeah. So now we have ABEX coming out, tied in with IES, tied in with all these other futures exchanges in one way or another. And then who are the big investors in this? I, I wanted to pull out who the big investors were, but I have a, I have a big suspicion of who, as to who they are. Well, let's, uh, let's see the last one on the list, the Central Bank of England. There's one. Did you know that? BlackRock, Bank of England, they're basically taking our commodity, uh, commodities exchange – now, where is the central hub of commodities exchanges uh, worldwide? Where is it right now, currently? Well, so it's it's been predominantly based out of Chicago, mm. New York, London, and a little bit in Asia, right? So Asia, Singapore, and that's no surprise why this is being set up in Singapore, right? We're seeing a big transfer. And I hate to go back to this, and I do this all the time, but there was a big power transfer that happened after World War II that put the U.S. banking system in superiority position. Mm. And what we're seeing now is the U.S. is being put in a, in a tertiary, third, fourth, fifth position in Asia. They're trying to move this stuff to Asia. We're seeing it with insurance companies. Oh, yeah. We're seeing it with these exchanges. We're seeing it in a lot of different ways. And this follows right right along, follows right in suit. Yes, it certainly does. And uh, our last top news headline, we're going to take a look at this. 60 minutes. I only need to play the first 30 seconds of the thing, okay? Uh, to make my point that 60 minutes is shilling for uh, the Biden administration with the head of the Federal Reserve, who President Trump has basically countered what's going on over there by saying he's going to be fired as soon as... President Trump gets in. He's already made the announcement. You heard President Trump what he said, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. So clear. Yeah. So so we'll be uh, we'll be covering uh, all of those topics and right out of the gates. Let's uh, let's do this. Let's find out where does that news headline uh, that came to us? Where does that where does that came come from on Infowars.com? All right. Um. Jamie White wrote this article, and, and this is going to set us off into a cascading event uh, into AI. But the Chinese military is studying cognitive attacks against the U.S. population. Uh, the Chinese Communist Party.
Hardy's military is studying cognitive domain operations to sow uh, a mentality of defeat among the American people. Uh, let me state that again. Actually, absorb that. How does that make you feel, what I just said? Because it's, it's certainly all about feeling. <laughs> How do you feel being slow-cooked cognitively by the Chinese military to eventually accept to have a mentality of defeat uh, and researchers for the People's Liberation Army are engaging in cyber-enabled influence operations against the United States with the goal of influencing the U.S. population to psychologically accept surrender. Do you see it happening right now, right before us? Oh, you can feel it happening all around us. Oh, yeah. There, there can be, there can be no doubt, no doubt about it. The American male has been officially pussified. Okay, right? Yep, that's right. That's exactly right. You know, I mean, even Jesus, uh, uh, at a certain point in time. By the way, I went to the movies and saw um, the there were there were three in the theater. Uh, the three most recent releases of the Chosen. Uh, and Jesus said, you think I came here uh, for, you know, with uh, for peace? Uh, I came here, you know, to divide appropriately. And he warned the Pharisees and he just stepped right out in front of them and said, essentially, uh, call them out for government overreach. And with absolute determination, that's the kind of testosterone that we need. Uh, the testosterone of Jesus. Right? Yeah, and yeah, and you know, relating that to markets, we I think the worst thing that could happen to us right now is if the stock market's rallying. You know, and we'll take a look at this a little bit later relative to our harmonics. Mm -hmm. The worst thing that can happen is that our stock markets are rallying because everybody's comfortable. And so therefore we don't reflect on the Bible. We don't reflect on, you know, the true heroes, right? We're just accepting it because life's not good. There's a lot of things going on, but that's okay. We'll just accept it. My mm. stock market's going up. I'm getting wealthier. We're seeing this even with friends of ours, Pete. We were talking to some friends of ours last night, and you know, it's they're positioned for the upside in markets, and they're really not worried about the future of country and freedom, right? Mm, and no. we saw that last night, and it shocks me. It, but but it's all over the place. I talk to people all over, and they just don't think that tomorrow can be different than yesterday. They just don't. No, and and everyone like no one is going to stop is going to stop ABAX from setting up in Singapore. We'll be uh, digging more into that. There are major major players, uh, the upper echelon of the elite of the the elite of the elite, the smartest people. I mean, the the people that have formed um, uh, this this exchange at the top end are Goldman Sachs. I mean, they're the highest level smartest banksters, the most credible, the most experienced. There's now that Singapore has licensed the exchange, there's no stopping this thing. There's, I really don't see any other way than to see it happen and to ultimately, I mean, the, the, the talk was that, you know, they're getting ready on the other side of a dollar implosion and a de-dollarization of the entire world, of the, of, of the world's global currencies. I mean, setting up the commodities exchange to trade on other currencies, getting ready to, of course, decouple from 
uh, the petro, right? Uh, the trading of oil, uh, the petrodollar, that is, the trading of oil to the dollar. There's nothing that's going to stop this. All right, but oh, go ahead. And the beauty of it, let me add one thing to that, is that, mm. you know, everybody thinks that the dollar's cooked. And boy, have we let it, it, have we neglected it? Have we not cared for it, right? Have we just let it get thrown down the river, you know, mm. down the toilet? Mm. And, but the dollar, but the, the, the responsibility of having the world's reserve currency, we should cherish that and respect it and use that as a sign of freedom going forward. You know, the, the dollar, right? You know, the, the dollar, this powerful currency that everyone wants to transact through, that everyone feels confident with because the backing of the United States. And the good thing about it is, even though we've completely allowed the dollar to be trashed, right, mm -hmm. and walked all over, the beauty of it is it's still holding up, Pete, for mm -hmm. some reason, right? So when we talk about this artificial intelligence, mm -hmm. the one good thing about it is that there's a lot of bad things about it, but it's a deflationary force, okay? Because there's a lot of ramifications, and I don't want to make this sound like it's all good, but if we have a deflationary force that's big and pervasive like that, it can help save the dollar because a dollar can go higher, right? And and a lot of people don't think about that, and I like to pose that question because that's something that's left out of the equation. We'll come back and back to that again. I just couldn't help but throw that out there. Uh, we're going to, uh, and we're going to look, look at the implications uh, overall. As a matter of fact, uh, one story that we were supposed to cover last week because of our technical problems, we didn't get a chance to get to it. But let's uh, let's come back to, uh, to, to that story. Now, remember... Um, they're utilizing AI technology to perpetrate this psychological warfare. It's being done by China, all right? Their AI learning systems and their ability to manipulate the minds of the population and slow cook us into an eventual surrender. They're technologically much further advanced for one simple reason, because of how AI technology works and machine learning works. Um, the competitive advantage that China has automatically is the amount of data that gets pumped into the system. Their system is learning much faster than us. I mean, we, we have uh, a, a depopulation event going on. I mean, they're promoting transgenderism. They're promoting homosexuality. I mean, uh, you know, those two things, if you, if you stick with their, their programs uh, of transgenderism and the homosexuality LGBTQ thing, right? Um, you eventually go extinct. You do not produce any more people. Um, you know, you'll be producing negative, you know, uh, or a 0.8 uh, uh, babies per year. You're going, you're going backwards. Uh, we're going to have less people dumping, ultimately, data into the system. They have, of course, um, a popular. Did you see Weinstein's uh, interview with Tucker Carlson? I didn't. I haven't seen. Oh my goodness, that was bombshell. He went down to the Daring Gap and watched the Chinese that are coming over and the males that are coming over. The number of males that they have, there's an anomaly there. Like their one-child policy, they've got all these men that they're producing like crazy, right? These are yeah. like military-age men that are storming over the border. That uh, uh, basically, we send Sarah Palin down there to go stop. So pathetic. I, I, I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, 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 please pardon me for making a comment about that. But I was so, uh, you know, 
I saw, I was annoyed by Sarah Palin way back when, and I'm still annoyed by Sarah Palin. Okay, how do how does America respond to a border invasion, a military styled one, supported by the U.S. military, the U.S. government? They're paying for this incursion. What do we do? We send Sarah Palin down there. What did we get out of that, folks? What do we get? Yeah, we exactly shows our weakness. We get nothing out of it. Exactly. Exactly. And I was talking to people. God bless them all. You know, everybody's, you know, having a great time over at Colonel Waldron's place at the bar. You know, it's a big party down there. Um, Ryan Matta did a great job from L LFA did a great job. Uh, Fernando Arce. I mean, they're, they're showing, you know, open gaps in the border. They're showing. Uh, I mean, at least we're, we're getting public awareness. Um, but the whole podium jockey thing. OK. Is, is disgusting to me. It really, really is. Um, you know, I want to see what's going on down at the border. I want to see the open holes. I want to see a reporter standing there saying, look at this big, long, you know, uh, uh, track of, uh, of, of border wall. And then look at this other side that's wide open with no encumbrances whatsoever. That level of education to the, to, to the populace to at least give them something to complain about online. You know what I mean? The whole podium jockeying, let's go hang out at the bar type thing. Um, it, they're they're in this 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 foster clock, this you know circle jerk of you know quote unquote influencers that are off in the corner doing what? I, I mean, trying to get on camera and you know all eyeballs are on it. It has done nothing to stop the invasion. It's done nothing. We're supposed to have 700,000 trucks. I think we had 30. How many trucks went across the border? It, it, and by the way, not, no, no disrespect to the truckers. The truckers overblow, you know, what they're going to be doing as to the number of people in the convoy. That always gets blown apart. Why? Because, you know, people can't afford to be doing that, you know, paying for the expense of traveling across the border. Not every trucker can do that. They're living from paycheck uh, to paycheck. Um, well, the sad thing is it was it was nothing like the Canadian trucker rally, right? Nothing like that. I mean, I, I mean, yeah, that Americans should be Americans should be inspired by that. Listen, let's let's cover uh, this one important story. Uh, an AI poisoning tool, Nightshade, uh, last week was downloaded. It's probably upwards of 500,000 times in five days. What the heck is an AI poisoning tool, Nightshade? I like this because I want to cover the counters, all right, to what's going on with AI technology. We were talking about the Chinese are going to advance. Can you imagine what the Chinese are going to do with all of our copyrighted material? Imagine what they do now in stealing all of our intellectual property. Can you imagine what they're going to do with the stuff that's on the Internet? All of our pictures, all of our intellectual property, they're going to have that put into their Internet. They say that anything that's online belongs to the government. Did you know that? Yeah, well, and on your phone, right? When you get a new phone, that's you right. Know, you authorize can, you know, take it to the Apple cloud, take it to the Google cloud. Right. You put all that stuff out there. I'm sure that artificial intelligence is going to be able to grab all that stuff and utilize all that in the future. Yeah. So what, can you imagine what China's going to do with other stuff, with AI technology? They'll take all of your intellectual property. They'll do 
whatever they wish with it, right? Uh, well, there is a poisoning tool which actually benefits those that have intellectual property, an area where um, uh, artificial intelligence dominates numerous fields. Artists have sought ways to safeguard their creative work from unconsented AI use. So responding to this need, the University of Chicago's computer science researchers developed a free-to-download tool named Nightshade. Within just five days of its release, the tool witnessed an extraordinary number of downloads, 250,000, signaling the urgent demand uh, for protective measures. But the innovative software uh, is primarily crafted to disrupt AI algorithms that scrape and train on the artist's work without permission. I kind of like that as a counter, you know, to, to protect people's uh, intellectual property. Um, there, there, there are artists that are protecting their stuff, and essentially they put this, this little bug in, the, uh, in their digital copy of whatever it is that's going into AI. But according to the statistics shared by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, uh, there are over 2.67 million artists in the U.S., however. Uh, Nightshade's functionality involves subtly altering artwork images or shading on a pixel level in such a way that they mislead machine learning algorithms. For example, an image originally depicting a cow could misguide an AI as a pure per purse image. As a result, an AI model trained on the shaded images scraped from the internet would start generating inaccurate images when prompted. So do you understand how that works? Do you, do you understand what I just said? Yeah. Yeah, you could have uh, a painting uh, of a teapot, right? And the way you have it shaded or the embedding of that shading in the thing will distort the image and turn it into, you know, a, a, a Disney penis or whatever. You know, you know how they are, right? <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about that because I saw a Disney image. You know how they have those embedded sexual uh, subliminal messages in the uh, Disney images? Isn't that, isn't that disgusting that they do that? Yeah, they've been doing it for a long time. Oh, yeah. For a long time. Yeah. You go but, back in the 60s and 70s, they were already doing it. You see yeah, the images. Yeah. Now, the shading of these images, and that's where I'm going with this, believe it or not. There's a method to my madness as to why I brought that up, okay? Uh, because if you can shade imagery in that fashion to trick AI, uh, you can also incorporate into AI at that level uh, subliminal messaging. On all artwork, the obverse of that, you understand? Mm -hmm. So if AI is seeing an image of a teapot and it turns into a cow, right? Imagine how they're going to mess with your brain that way. That's how dangerous this is. Does that make well, sense? And not just if and when, but now. That's probably why we're so weak, right? We've already been brainwashed to some degree. Yes. So the advancement in that technology for what they say is for the protection of copyright holders of artwork, they're developing that technology, right? Because they can't out in the open say, guess what, everybody? We're going to have you all work on how to subliminally skull plug everyone and the same images. You know what I mean? You're, they, they can't do that out in the open, can they? Yeah. 
We're going to subliminally pre-program everyone with the shading of our images. They have to do it under the guise of being protective of certain class of individuals that have copyright protection. This is a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous technology. Okay? Very dangerous. Who is Ange? Stick around another hour. All right, guess what we're going to do? Uh, we are going to... Uh, we're going to take a short break. Are you okay if we take a short break? Yeah, let's take a short break. I need we'll to. I need to get a drink of water. It was a rough start. You guys, please, uh, I appreciate your patience. As I, It's just a couple things that I had to deal with this morning. There's no other way to see some of the glitches that I had because I had to reprogram everything over the weekend. I, my board was just blasted, so you guys don't need to know the technical stuff. But we got it done, and I appreciate uh, your guys' patience uh, as as we've gotten through this. Um, listen, I also want you to... Uh, we need your support, of course. Uh, the best way to support us right now, many different ways. Of course, our sponsor, 2024, that's 2024oilboom.com. Uh, you'll be hearing more about that. But uh, Bella Grace uh, is just an absolutely outstanding product. That it, It's the rave uh, that everybody's talking about. Support us by supporting uh, Bella Grace. We'll be right back right after this, you guys. With key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials. The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Elixir is changing lives everywhere. Ingesting collagen peptides alone is not very helpful. This is where most products fall short and where Bella Grace changes everything. Unlike other products, the Bella Grace Elixir controls the gene switches which activate collagen creation and disables the enzymes that break down the matrix. Bella Grace Elixir contains Verisol, the world's best and most clinically studied form of collagen. These elite collagen peptides influence the skin's collagen metabolism directly from the inside. Nature's most powerful antioxidant. 6,000 times more potent than vitamin C, Astereal Astaxanthin prevents the activation of gene switches that drive inflammation and activates the gene switch responsible for cellular repair and longevity, forming bridges across cell membranes, protecting them from free radical attack. Amazonian Cat's Claw suppresses the enzymes that degrade collagen and our skin matrix caused by oxidants and inflammation. It simply turns the switch off. The world's most studied collagen, plus activating the genes that make collagen, plus switching off the genes that break down collagen, has resulted in something the world has never experienced. The Bella Grace Elixir. Start your 30-day Bella Grace Challenge today.
with key ingredients supported by over 80 clinical trials. The exclusive formulation of the Bella Grace Elixir. Okay, I don't know about you, but personally, I am the most stressed in the morning. As a corporate girly, I love my job, but I get really anxious when I know I have a big meeting or lots of tasks in the day ahead. I was looking around for something that would help me in the morning so I could hit the day with a more relaxed and focused mindset, but nothing was really working. I tried meditation, I tried journaling, exercise, and you know, it helped a little bit, but I knew that I needed something else to complete the recipe and be the best that I could be. Then I found CB Distillery's tinctures. Whenever I'm feeling temporarily stressed out, I like to put a few drops of these products in my morning smoothie. Throughout the day, I feel more relieved, less anxious, and overall happier. In a high pressure work environment, I just need a little help. And thanks to CB Distillery, I got it. Are you ready? Hey there, Danielle here. Hey, it's Kate Courtley, former Navy SEAL here with Four Patriots. It's Steven from Four Patriots. It's Lee from Four Patriots. Adventure Group and Four Patriots on Mount Rainier. Today we're going to talk about something a little smelly, or should I say unsmelly, CPR. Now don't forget the person's dying, so we want to hustle. All right, let's go. <laughs> So here's a few things you want to do. Hey there. So what do you think? This is awesome. I love it. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to subscribe. So you can be a survivor, not a statistic. I'll see you next time. Oh, hey, did anyone bring a towel? Thank you. set so thank you everybody your patience we got everything squared away i got everything that i needed to do get it done so we're off and running um i hope you guys caught all of the coverage and by the way when i say uh and and i say no disrespect to the coverage that was provided for by fernando rc we had a whole bunch of people lfa was down there will johnson he was doing great interviews um but but i Still, at the same time, and I'm sure that everyone will agree, I mean, we have to do more than, you know, than getting our favorite personalities at the podium. As a matter of fact, I think that's probably one of our 
greatest faults is that we we do rallies, you know, and, and rallies are great and everything. They get everybody together. But, you know, uh, politically, a rally is perfect, right? You assemble a bunch of people, uh, President Trump gets to talk to them. That's a political uh, response to a political situation, right? But when you have a border invasion, okay, how do you respond to it? Do, do, do you have... You know, uh, I mean, I, I just I listened to Sarah Pale and she goes, oh, I know all these you really patriots out there are going to go in and do and be the uh, mom, mama bears are going to stop what's going on down here in the border, aren't we? Huh? OK. OK, that's great. All right. Is that what we're going to do? Ma yeah. And we're going to stand up for our freedom. We are. How? Oh, you got millions of people that just freaking snuck over the border. You know, and you want to get to the microphone and tell us that Pigeon's going to stand up. We're going to rise up. No, we're not. We're not rising up. They just, we just had 10 million people come over the freaking border. You know, how about we go grab Joe Biden? Somebody grab him by the belt loop, Sarah Palin, and throw him out on the front porch. You know, uh, yep. we're going to, I mean, this is a physical, this is like a violent freaking overthrow of the United States of America. They're just forcefully sending millions of people putting them on buses, you can't say anything about it, you can't follow the buses, these planes are landing in uh, the cities, and what? how do we respond to a violent overthrow of an infrastructure that's fueled by the United States of America, the U.S. military is helping it, you got the U.N. pumping people over, how do we respond to it? We send Sarah Palin to the microphone. Really? That freaking annoyed me, Okay. You know, I want people down there on the border. When they say, oh, the border's dead open. Well, I saw a couple of reporters down there. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, LFA did great reporting. They said, this border's wide open, you know, to counter the narrative because the mainstream media is now telling us the truth. All right. I don't want to see the freaking podium jockeys. I don't care about a podium jockey. I don't want to hear your, we're going to rally. I know all you people out there are going to stand up for our freedoms. Yeah, okay, yeah. We're going to stand up for our freedoms. Okay, get out of the freaking way. What do we do to stop this thing? We have millions of people in the interior. All right, now let's shift back because I gave you a rant about AI technology. Go go ahead. Yeah, well, some have said, I heard a politician come out and say, they, they're thinking we potentially have 40 million illegal aliens in the country. Oh. 40 million. Now, that wouldn't be all be from this episode. That would be from the Biden or, you know, from the Obama Biden episode. And then the, it would still trickle in under Trump and then it got pretty much shut down. And now it's completely been escalated again, but that 40, potentially 40 billion. Now, I don't know. Again, we hear 10 billion, 40 or 10, 10 million, 40 million, right? 10 million, 40 million. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if it's 40 million or if it's 10 million, but mm -hmm. it's, that's a lot. It's, it's a signal. It's either 3% or 10% of our population one way or the other. And that's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, I got a report last night. Uh, that um, uh, that a couple of people were identified as FBI infiltrators, and they were extricated from the crowd. That's great, isn't that great? Uh, how they were identified, I'm not going to tell you, but they were identified and they were extra extricated, which is a great thing. Now, listen, I gave you my rant on AI technology. I gave you my rant on on China's. Uh, I mean, really, we're not going to be able to keep up with them. If you keep 
your your woke tardedness in the United States of America. Keep doing that. Okay, you're literally going to produce less babies. We will actually deplete what we have the ability to do as far as inputting data and machines learning. China naturally, just because of their population, the amount of people that pump data into the Internet, their machines will learn faster than ours, period. Their technology is far surpassing ours, period. Okay, Um, so that's my rant. And then. The subliminal messaging that, that is going to take place with AI, very, very dangerous. But it is primarily dangerous because they say, oh, we're going to develop all of this stuff under the guise of, you know, like Elon Musk says, oh, Neuralink, we can actually save somebody's eyesight. He can't tell you he's working on the ability to remotely control your freaking brain. But he is. He's working on that. And the only way that he can do that is under the cover of saying, oh, I want to bring eyesight back to somebody. And everybody's like, oh, please do that. Oh, but, you know, but we're not going to use this stuff for uh, for evil. Oh, yeah. Okay. I trust you. I trust you. Noah, you've all Harari. I trust all of you people to not use the technology uh, for evil as to you go ahead, put a chip in my brain. And if you promise not to be freaking turning me off when I become belligerent against the Pharisees, right? Yep. Or if I start saying Jesus, you know, oh, God forbid. Can you imagine that? I'll have my chip turned off like that. If I start worshiping anything but their God of the government, and the environment. All right. Now let's talk about what's driving it, because there is a lot of money. A lot of money that's being poured into this at the upper echelon, is there not? Let's take a look at where the money's coming from. You got Blackstone, right? $25 billion uh, investment. I really want you, can you please take the next segment here and just take ownership of it so I can just sit here and calm my noise. But let's take a look at where this money is flowing uh, take a look at AI and tech earnings uh, uh, recap. Is the United States leading it? Uh, who's pumping the money into it? There is absolutely no stopping it, right? Um, yeah, that's right, Pete. So last week, you know, we wrapped up with the tech earnings, right? So we had the big ones, all the what they call the Magnificent Seven now on the technology side, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, that's our, you know, that's our Amazons, our Googles, Meta, right? Um, Apple, um you know, NVIDIA, um, the whole group, right? That the, the big group that drove us, drove the stock market higher in 2023 to close out 2023. And again, now as well, right? We're seeing them come back and uh, wavering a little bit, but mostly pretty strong. So what happened was Amazon crushed it, right? Earnings soared. Where did they, where did most of this come from? A big portion of it. I mean, they're just printing money, right? They, they have no balance sheet issues. They had a sizable beat. The cloud computing, in cloud computing, right? So we hear about this cloud. Okay. So what is the cloud? You know, they make it sound like it's some puffy thing in the air and it's, you know, you know, what, what harm, what harm is a cloud going to do you? But the, but what we're going to talk about here is we're going to go from this, the cloud, which is really just these big infrastructure projects, right? These big facilities where they're housing all these um, servers and all this stuff that computes all this artificial intelligence, all of this, you know, gathering of data right and processing all that data all this artificial intelligence which is the culmination of those two right so what we saw was cloud computing in the states for amazon they're number one right so 
they were able to rein in their costs, right? And they were able to have modest growth, but they continue to forge forward on these on these uh, um, server farms, these big, massive structures. Then we have Meta, right? That's formerly Facebook or vice, you know, I'm not sure it's completely fully transitioned. Their earnings were up too, up 20, up 17%. Again, same thing. They got a little bit tech heavy, a little bit uh, um, people heavy, right? During the COVID, but then they backed off, right? And so that's what's really allowing them to beat this last quarter. And Meta. Um, oh my God. So, Can I mention something here again? Yeah, a rant. Please focus on this because all of the money as well. Uh, is being excited and energized with the whole climate. I mean, everything they're doing is like, oh, but climate change too, and AI is going to blah, blah, blah. Everything they do and say, if you're having an appendectomy, they're going to, you know, they're, they're, they're going to revise their procedures for doing it to affect climate change. And they literally talk about the benefits of COVID, you know. Be the benefits yeah. of the whole COVID debacle uh, because it advances us towards uh, a control grid and they always attach climate change to it, don't they? Every time. Right, right. And they use climate change as this diversion, right? This thing that they can create fear around that says, oh, well, I got to do it because of climate change or I've got to send money to Ukraine because we're fighting freedom, right? We're fighting that, you know, that communist enemy, Russia, you know, or we got to send it to Israel. We're fighting, you know, so it's always this thing, this money grab, right? So it's always about this money grab. Well, what we're looking at here is Meta, okay, they're losing four to five billion dollars a quarter on this thing called Reality Labs, okay, which is at some point we'll dive into that, but basically it, it involves that Oculus, those goggles, right? So if you want to really talk about bending someone's mind, you do it with olfactory, which is smell and, and sight, and you feed them images, right? Lots of images, right? And it just brainwashes people. So they're continuing to pump money into a losing division. Why are they doing that, right? We just have to keep that in mind. So, and then what we want to do is take that concept of, you know, the cloud, right? This this dumping money into technologies that currently aren't making money. And then we want to look at Intel, right? So Intel was putting in a factory in Ohio. It's been delayed, right? It's a twenty billion dollar plant, right? A lot of what this a lot of what's required to make this transition to this, you know artificial intelligence world is the development of chips, right? So there's Intel, right? Now, they've had a slow route rollout of grant money, right? U.S. grant money. The Biden administration says they're going to step up and they're going to get this money through to them, but basically it's put a delay in on Intel. They were supposed to have production starting in 2025. The construction isn't expected to be completed until late 2026 now. So now what we want to look at is, so we take that concept, right, of, of you know, Amazon, the cloud, virtual reality, right? Intel, the chips needed to do that. And so who's behind all this, right? Who's backing the, the infrastructure? And what we want to do is take a look at BlackRock. Okay, so I'm going to flip over here. We'll take a look at BlackRock. And so what we have here is um, they're building a $25 billion superpower hunting data center out in Phoenix. Massive, massive, massive data center. Massive center. And so... With that, right, what we're getting, what we're seeing is, you know, you know, they're, um, it's a 400 acre complex that they're, so it's multiple different places, but there's a massive footprint, right? Bigger, what do they say? Three times the size of the Mall of America. But what, but what's so funny about this, Pete, is they, they talk about all this green and this climate change, but this power plant, there, someone estimated, you know, the equivalent of 500 ohms, but somebody said the equivalent of, 
you know, 50,000 homes or something like that. I mean, so on one side, they try to tell us it's about climate change, right? And the conservation of energy and green energy. But this thing is anything but green energy. I mean, this thing is an energy hog, right? And so, so when we flip over and we take a look at who's involved in all this, right? Now we see the players that are involved, right? So we see these names pop up. We're going to talk about these guys a lot. Vanguard Group, um, the State Street Corporation, uh, Morgan Stanley, right, their asset management side, um, BlackRock, of course, right, you know, so, and then the other one at JP Morgan, so there's a lot of these groups, and we'll see these names pop up all over the place, because these guys are massive, right, so when we look at this, we, and we, uh, we've got, BlackRock is at, let me see here, Assets under management. I just want to cover this real quick. So BlackRock is about nine to ten trillion dollars of assets under management. Vanguard seven point two trillion of assets under management. You know, so you add that up, that's half our our the debt that we have. We have thirty four trillion in debt. These guys hold the other side of that, right? They have seventeen trillion of assets, and they control a lot of other entities as well. State State Street's three point seven trillion. So between those three, it's just massive, right? And then we have Blackstone. Okay, so Blackstone's one trillion dollar asset manage, asset under management manager. Okay, and they're the ones that are that are running this this um, data center, right? Putting up this big data center. But here, when I started looking into this, what's so fascinating, right, is that th they're lease they're leasing this to a company called QTS, right? QTS was founded in two thousand and three by a guy named Chad Williams in Overland Park, Kansas. In 2005, QTS acquired a company called an Atlanta-based company called Suwanee Data Center. In 2010, they acquired their Richmond, Virginia facility. And then in 2013, they went public. So they had an IPO with the symbol QTS on the NYSE. 2014, they expanded with Chicago and Princeton, Princeton Data Center. Okay. And then in, and then in 2021, um, yeah, so let me see one more thing. They acquired, oh, so in 2015, they acquired Carpathus Holdings for $326 million, which increased their ability to serve government clients, okay? It further deployments with Equinox facilities. So these guys have gotten huge pretty fast. In 2021, Blackstone bought them, okay? They acquired QTS. So now they're building this facility, and yet their, their biggest tenant is QTS, which is held by another division of Blackstone, okay? So... This is how these webs get tangled, right? So, you know, just because they can portray the story to you that Blackstone is, you know, building this thing and they're an infrastructure company, they're really also the tenant in a sense, right? So it's a kind of a built-in deal where it's a built-in return. So think about it. They're, they're doing these big projects, these data centers for the government, right? Receiving all these grants like we're seeing with, with um, Intel, right? With QTS, they're, they're getting these massive government projects, and then they're utilizing that data center driver, that QTS, right? And yet they're doing the infrastructure project, okay? So it's kind of a, what we would call a vertical integration, right? Basically, they run the vertical all the way from the bottom to the top, and that's what we're seeing here. They're taking the money from the people through the government, through QTS, and into BlackRock, who's doing the infrastructure, but yet controls the, whole, the project. So what we have is... A, Go ahead, Pete. No, no, go, 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 keep going. So what we have, so what we have is we have a um, we have a couple clips that we I don't know if we have these ready. I do. Here soon on the block. I do. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to make a transition by showing this first clip. Okay, BlackRock. Okay, so don't confuse BlackRock and Blackstone. Right, mm -hmm. two different entities. But what we're going to do is we're going to look at BlackRock, and this is going to be with Larry Fink talking about 
a, a recent acquisition they made too called Global Infrastructure Part Infrastructure Partners. Are we ready to roll that? Absolutely. Yep. Here we okay, go. Great. Yep. Let's take a look at this one. We believe infrastructure is only at the beginning of a, of a, of a real major asset class. Um, there are some structural demands that are going to uh, increase the issuance of more and more infrastructure. I've said for all along, and Bloomberg has been talking about that for a number of years, that deficits matter. It's going to be a harder and harder for countries to continue to deficit finance. And at the same time, there's a, a giant need to rebuild and build out infrastructure, whether it is the digital infrastructure as we are all trying to be. Uh, well, uh, there he goes. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen. He, he wants to build out the digital infrastructure, which is the uh, here. Let me let me can I do a translation here? It's a piece. Yeah. What he just said is we're really concerned about making sure that we get everyone on the control grid. Forget about the freaking bridge you have to drive across to go to work for your commute. Because you got rusty bolts and freaking potholes everywhere. That infrastructure, we're going to set that aside because we need to control your brain. That's what he just said. Yep, that's right. And yeah. so we're worried about the borders, and we should be, right? Because we should be protect. But this is protecting our mind right here. This, yeah. is, this is even bigger. Yeah, the digital infrastructure. We have to control everyone's money and all of their iPhones and uh, the information we're putting out uh, uh, on the, you know through technology. We got to be able to control them. Forget about the freaking bridge that's rusty that needs to be replaced. How much of our infrastructure right now in Middle America is dilapidated? How much of it? They have, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you something right now. All right. You are nothing but a speed bump out on the middle of the raceway to their achieving total and complete domination of human beings. They want you pushed into their five minute cities. They couldn't care less about the rural infrastructure. They're not replacing it. They're not improving upon it. Why? Because they don't want you there. They want you to be stacked like sardines in Metro Los Angeles. Don't they? Yeah, and it's all a money funnel, right? They're funneling it through Ukraine. They're funneling it through the Vatican Bank. They're funneling it through Israel. Yeah. They're funneling it through this technology stuff. So that's our point, right, is as we listen to this, just keep in mind, right, you know, you know, the Intel, the government what? grants, right, the government contracts, right, in Black, Blackstone, okay, now this is separate from BlackRock, but these guys are doing the same thing. Blackstone is getting these government contracts. It's vertical integration. So just keep that in mind as we finish up this clip. Yep. Um, more engaged with AI and other forms. Oh, there he goes. Um, we have a decarbonization. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. We can't even get 30 seconds into the clip. Yeah. And there he goes. Oh, we need to. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, forget about the bridges. Forget about the roads and all the freaking potholes. What we need to do is do AI technology. Uh, do our digital control grid, and it's for climate change. What the frick are these people doing? Was that a power-packed sentence or two there, Pete? That's um, power-packed right there. Oh, man. this You know what? Can we throw this clip away? Is there any way to delete this clip? <laughs> from the world or just from our show? From the world. Yeah, that's what we who are do. They? Who elected this guy? I need a freaking pothole filled, Okay.
I got my struts that need to be replaced because I got freaking holes out in the middle of the freeway. This guy's more controlled by controlling my brain for freaking climate. You know what? It's going to heat up in here. I got freaking fire coming out of my my mouth. I'm sorry, but this these people piss me the frig off. And nobody's doing anything in opposition to it. Well, and that's our goal, right? That's the point is we're trying to show people how this works, right? We, we covered the you know World Economic Forum and what they're doing there. The picture is we're still painting the picture. It's not fully painted, but it's pre becoming pretty clear what's going on. We get the landscape. We get the mountain range. We get the sun. As it's, you know, we get most of the landscape of this painting that's being, paint, that, that, what's being painted here. But we're just continuing to fill those gaps in for you, right? We're trying to yeah. explain this to you how it's being, how this you know, is going I, I, I spent a great week. We had a great weekend. We had a great business call yesterday. We had a great conversation, great show prep all the way around. And... You know, I had a very loving weekend, you know, uh, with my lovely bride. I went to the movies and went to see The Chosen and just it was just a just a warm and fuzzy weekend. And then I just come into this crap and hear him and I want to smash my freaking computer. Unbelievable. Back to reality, right? <laughs> more and more countries are more interested than ever before in energy independence. And one of the ways in countries that do not have available hydrocarbons, they're going to be doing it through uh, through wind and solar, maybe other forms of, oh my uh, God. of decarbonization. Uh, oh, we have corporations oh, now are, they, that are using... Okay, okay, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to play it through. Did everyone hear that big jumble freaking mess of banksterism it's not even banksterism it's it's woke banksterism decarbonization and he's talking about energy independence yeah you know what answer this question for me please what was the first thing geriatric joe did as soon as he got in office what's the first thing he did he signed an executive order shut down the Keystone Pipeline, and this guy's talking about energy independence. You know what it is? It's a consolidation of wealth. They're literally funneling money. They're literally changing the economy. The other thing, one of the other executive orders he did is got rid of the 1776 project, which wipes out education. So, mm. you know, if you wipe out education and, you know, you do this. Oh, we're doing, but we're doing, we're, we're changing the, we're changing the education system. Uh, uh, to uh for uh, climate change okay yeah, there you go yeah yeah unfreaking believable unbelievable Using uh, partial infrastructure sales as a mechanism to finance their future growth and 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 then from the demand side what can be better for uh, retirement investors than long duration assets with a high coupon that is inflation protected? So you think about you know, our clients, 65% of our clients are retirement assets. And when you think about BlackRock and the roles we play with many governments, um, our continuous ownership in stock and bonds of every major corporation in the world, more and more companies are coming to us. And over the last few years, we did build up a very large and really successful infrastructure team. But I've always looked with envy, uh, with admiration to what Bio and his team have done. Oh, you know. What, uh, so can I? So can I translate that one? Yeah, please. Okay, so what he's saying there is, 
you know, oh, it's, you know, long duration asset, coupon, right? This is going to be good for all you retirees. Put your money in here. Basically, what he's saying is keep your money in here because we're going to use your money to screw the future generations, your grandkids and your grandkids' grandkids with this virtual reality central bank digital currency control system. That's really, that's my translation of what how he just wrapped that thing up right there. Yeah, you know what? We we have a couple other clips. I want to play them through, and I promise. Well, I can't promise. If they say something stupid, I'm going to have to interrupt. Okay? It's just constant, constant. Listen to this crap. Obviously, we've been reasonably successful at what we do, and I completely agree with Larry. This is going to be the golden age of infrastructure investing, both in terms of the need for capital as well as investors who want that capital, okay? And so the question we asked ourselves was, how can we accelerate the pace at which we're getting things done? Investing in new assets as well as getting uh, pension funds, wealth funds, uh, asset managers to give us additional capital. And so if you look at the, 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 the marriage between ourselves and, and, and BlackRock, uh, Rob Kavito said it was one plus one equals four. I'm not sure whether it was four or five or three, but he's certainly right that one plus one is more than two. As Larry said, perfect mirror images of each other. They have a great infrastructure business, but very complementary with us. We do large cap transactions, they do mid cap transactions. They have a terrific infrastructure debt business, it's primarily investment grade. Ours is primarily below investment grade. They have an infrastructure solutions business, which, which we, we don't have. So you put these two businesses together. We can go to governments. We can go to companies, large, small, medium-sized, and offer them an integrated solution. So that was very attractive. The culture is very, very important. I mean, Larry's right about that, okay? And the chemistry between our founding partners and Larry's team, Fantastic, and maybe it's the first Boston DNA that all of us have that share. Maybe that's what or, or, yeah. what, what, what does it. And then I think the third thing that was very important to us was uh, we actually went and studied what BlackRock has done when they've made acquisitions, okay? And the good news is they have grown the businesses. They bought the BGI business, $300 billion of assets. Today, $10 trillion. They bought the first reserve infrastructure business. Mm -hmm. They've tripled the size of that. So I've gotten a subliminal message about from, from Larry as to what tripling. he tripling, at least tripling, tripling. To what he expects. So, that's, so that, that's, that's why we decided to do this. And, and I don't really consider this as you know, um, giving up. This is building a new partnership that allows us to take this business to a much higher level. Just briefly here at the end, is the opportunity because of climate? But for the oh, concerns of climate, would the same opportunity exist for infrastructure? Uh, that's only a one part of the growth of infrastructure. In the United States, we have $2 trillion of deferred maintenance. Uh, think about oh. as the world's... What, what is... What is deferred maintenance? What is deferred maintenance? And so they're pushing climate change crap and they're deferring maintenance. All right, folks, let me tell you what that means. All right. Uh, forget about your, and I say potholes, something everyone can relate to. All right. Uh, we, we have you know, interstate freeways that, that are in need of repair. We've got bridges. We've got entire uh, infrastructures that are, that are dilapidated. They're just been, they've been neglected. Um, and when they say, oh, deferred maintenance, deferred, you know what that means? Screw you. We're not repairing your bridges. We're going to work on your mind control. 
AI technology for the purposes of getting you conditioned to accept your carbon tax output reduction. You know, they're going to put you on a social engineering program. And if your carbon tax output exceeds a certain amount, they're going to make sure that he says they're going to build a digital infrastructure you know, so that they can shut you down and turn your freaking car off. And then Elon Musk can have a chip in your head to freaking turn your brain off if you don't think in the uh, in any appropriate way. Larry Grathwall said that if you, if you can't be freaking chipped and reeducated, they're going to exterminate you. This is what the this is what these people are pushing towards. Can we just revolt, please? Well, that's part of why we're trying to do the education here, Pete. You know, like, you know, you can go to CNBC, you can go to Bloomberg, but they're not going to they're going to have those interviews because they have access to those guys because they never contest them. They never. I'm so sick and tired of everything being climate change based. I'm so sick and tired of it. OK, I don't care about the, uh, the you know, I don't care about the freaking climate. I don't even care about dead freaking fish either. OK. Uh, anyways, I'm, I, I'm being brutal about that, but you know, I don't freaking care. All right. I don't care right now. You know what I care about? Everybody getting back to freaking work. And if we have to put out some freaking, uh, uh, some smokestack soot. All right, let's do it. Let's go coal, oil, get back to freaking work. Get Rosie the Riveter. Sure. We got enough wars going on. We can make some bullets. How about that? Jeez, Louisa. Oh, we're going to go solar panels and make freaking uh, tank barrels? Is that what we're going to do? We're going to do it with solar panels? These people are effing crazy. They're crazy. We we don't even have enough refineries right now. to. What does that tell you? Do they have any desire whatsoever to keep Petro going? We can't even refine it. We don't have the, refi the refining uh, capabilities, even if we tapped into our oil, if we drill baby drill. How much is that going to cost? To build up our, our, our refineries just to keep up if we start drilling. We can't keep up with that. We can't keep up with the demand for the electricity. Uh, if, if the weather gets a little bit hot in California, there's a freaking brownout out west. Can you imagine if we start plugging in our vehicles? We're already over capacity. Yeah. Well, that's a whole other story, the vehicles. We've covered that a little bit, but that makes no sense either. It just no. doesn't add up scientifically or mathematically. It's all part of this scam, climate change. No. And that goes a back to Elon, right? That goes back to Elon, the front driver on the electric vehicles. And that whole, look, you know, Hertz, Hertz is going to report this week, right? Hertz, that, they're one of the big ones to report. They dropped all their electric vehicles, right? Because it just wasn't working out. People weren't renting them. People felt nervous driving them around. It just doesn't work. It doesn't add up scientifically. And it doesn't add up human emotionally either. People just don't like driving them unless they own it and they own the car and they get, they know their controlled environment. But when you're out traveling in a place you don't know, it makes no sense. You know, it just makes no sense. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're going to, you know, now, now here's the deal. Uh, everyone agitated as much as I am. If you are, just remember, we have to do this together. Uh, we're never going to accomplish anything nothing if only a portion of us are willing to a be outraged b get educated right and understand what we're revolting against c you have to do your part so i'm asking uh for those people we have you know a meager 850 people um uh in our in our chat room on on lfa 
right now. 147 have actually clicked that thumbs up button. Why do we need your participation, folks? You got to get out of that feeding mode, okay? Snap out of, you know, being a consumer. Uh, and we need to become active, engaged, and outraged against this cabal, uh, like this bald-headed freaking unelected puke that wants to stick a solar panel on his freaking transgender uh, industrial complex. Yep. Yeah. I'm, su I'm surprised he hasn't mentioned that. He wants to do gender reassignments and climate change. Oh. Yep, that's coming next week. Did that freeze? Yeah. Hold on a second. Let me find out what I got going on here. Oh, okay. I'm frozen. Stand by. Hold on. Oh, there we go. Middle class grows, the demand for air travel. Most of the airports in the world are rather poor and antiquated, and um, GIP has had a great track record improving the quality of services at airports. Uh, the need. Oh, oh, you know what? Hold on. Stop. This guy doesn't quit. I've been through an airport. A anybody fries? Uh, fries. Exactly. You're going to fry Frontier. Anybody flies Frontier? You're an idiot. Okay. I'm going to tell you this right now. I haven't filed my FTC. I want to file an FTC complaint. Um, they lure you in. Did, did you know that they lure you in with like a, oh, it's $99 round trip. Next thing you know, it's like, oh, it's $400 for those bags. You know, and they nickel and dime you at the last second, right when you're checking in. And when you get there, you cannot speak to a human being. Okay. You can't check in. The services that they're providing are pathetic. Go to Orlando Airport. The place smells like a freaking illegal Cuban. You know what I mean? It's just, it's nasty. Just the place, the infrastructure there in these airports, like JFK. Have you been to JFK and LaGuardia? Those airports haven't gotten a fresh coat of paint in freaking decades. You know, our airports are, are run down. Wh wh where's this guy flying? Huh? Has he noticed any of this crap? Oh, that's right. He's got his own plane. Oh, no wonder why he doesn't know what we're having to suffer through. These are freaking COVID tyrants now that have taken over the airports. Like, it's worse than going to a hospital right now. You know, you're, you're captive on their planes. This guy has no clue. He gets on his private jet. He has no idea what we're suffering through. It's a crappy freaking airport. The service is absolutely awful. We're all getting ripped off by these uh, these companies, right? Because they're nickel and diming you as if you can't, you won't pay for the bag right before you're checking in, right? What are you going to say? No, I'm not going to pay for the, for the bag. It's a... Oh, God forbid if your bag was over 40 pounds. Uh, you're going to have to go to the 50 to 100 uh, uh, pound mark, and you got to pay X number of hundreds of dollars for your freaking bags. Can you imagine that? And if you don't pay it, you don't go anywhere. And then guess what they did? They took all of the rows and crammed them all in together. You're sitting there like a freaking sardine, right? Can you imagine if they start asking us to wear masks? Oh. Need for speed in ports. We saw that during COVID, the backlog yep. and the need to create more resiliency at ports. So I would argue.
decarbonization is obviously a major component of it, but we that that we should not lose light of the need to be right, constantly right. upgrading and growing. And then when you talk right. about if we are going to really have a more equal world, right. we have to find ways yep. of lifting more of the global south. We got somebody from the airline industry defending them. Somebody says, oh, the airline industries have provided you with a disclaimer on their baggage policy before you buy. Oh, okay. Thanks. I appreciate that. Listen, I just flew. We got nickel and dimes. We covered the bags. And then they literally have this little box. They have these freaking bag Nazis that are running around. I they demanded that I take my backpack that looked a little bit stuffy and said, go, go ahead and cram it in that little box. And if it doesn't fit in that box, God forbid, $90. All right. They're running around up and down the line. You got to cram your freaking backpack, which, yes, in the policy, I don't know who that person is. They work for the airline defending them with their with their uh well, it's it's ridiculous you know, what defense, they're doing. In their defense, Pete, here's the thing, right? When you go into the airport, right, they're hamstrung. You know, they're trying to do the best they can. They, I've watched them when we get in there. They're like, well, you know, here's your, your, you know, you're one pound overweight. Here, we can sell you this bag for $8, put your stuff in there and save you $20. I mean, the, the people in the airlines try to navigate, circumnavigate the system for the people as much as they can. It's the top down approach, right? It's the Larry Finks in the, in the government that's driving all this down. Yeah. And, and so, you know, nothing against the people at the airport, right? And, you know, and the workers at the airport. It, that's not the point is that they're doing something with these airports. All I'm all I'm here to say is that the reason we put this clip and, and wrap kind of wrap that part of it up with with with, you know, the airport part of it is they're up to something there. Remember, after 9-11, what they do, they put to the, put together the Homeland Security. And where did that get initiated in the airports? So there's something they're up to here. We don't know. Again, we don't know the full picture that's been painted. But trust me, there's a picture being painted here, and it's our job to finish it before they finish it. Yeah, let's play this because of time. Here we have uh, 11 minutes on LFA, and then we're going to be switching to the Pete Santilli show. Let's play this one more more clip, and I promise not to interrupt. Now I'll promise. If we are going to really elevate our infrastructure as a world and the need for stronger, better airports, power grids, um, infrastructure as an asset class is going to must grow. And we believe that we are seeing that. And so we are making a large um, uh, statement that we believe in the private markets, the future growth in infrastructure is going to be faster than almost any other. And the bet that you can grow this business, I imagine, by bringing on all the investors who've historically backed you before. I'm about to break my promise. It's very difficult. <laughs> Our investors already have been notified. They are really excited about this transaction. Oh, yeah. um, I bet they are. They see the I, merits. I'm going to break my. Can uh, I break my promise? Combine BlackRock I need to stop team this. And, and the GIP team. It, it, we will now have over 150 billion dollars in infrastructure. Um, and we see more and more opportunity. We're working right now with two or three major uh, companies that are looking to uh, restructure themselves. So we're talking four or five billion dollars of equity needed to do these infrastructure deals. <clears throat> we're in conversation with the government right now that they're looking to 
transform some of their power grids. Uh, yeah. And so all of these things are requiring not a few hundred million, but a few billion dollars. So the need is going to be greater and the power of GIP and BlackRock really allows us to be in the front of the, of how, the path. How should investors think about this? Of course, of course you're in the front. You know what? We're going to cover the rest of our uh, here for the remaining balance of the show. We'll cover the rest of our uh, news headlines. But what what he just said, I mean, I know how they work because he says, oh, we have all these people that are really excited. Yeah, really excited. If you got Al Gore, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Joe Biden and all of them. And John best, Kerry. And John Kerry. John Kerry. And John Kerry. He's the climate czar. He's the ex-climate czar. Yeah. Watch oh, yeah. where he pops up next. Just watch where Kerry pops you up next. You know where he's going to pop up next? He's going to be the CEO of a solar panel company. Okay? So he says, oh, our infrastructure won't be able to handle it. We have to build more, you know, uh, electricity power. How about this? How about you don't abruptly shift Okay, to where it's so volatile. Why do they want to abruptly ship from uh, uh, a gasoline-powered uh, engines, right, to electric power? Why do they want to do that? Because they're going to make money on the other side of it, and that's at the expense of all else, of everything else. We have to re we have to totally revamp our infrastructure. Of course you do. If you say all of a sudden we're going to be working on sunflower seed oil. Yeah, we got to retool everything. Uh, why do we need to do that? Oh, because we got five people over here. They're going to make a trillion dollars on that deal, right? Yeah. Well, and don't forget where BlackRock acquired its power, okay? So remember, you know, we had um, in 2008 the real estate crisis, okay? BlackRock, the Federal Reserve couldn't manage all the stuff that they were buying, all the garbage real estate product that had been put out there. They couldn't manage all the, the back-end stuff of it. So what they do? They brought BlackRock in, right? So BlackRock, there's a huge conflict of interest here, right? We don't have the time to get into it because we have a couple of things to cover, but we can full we'll circle back to this at some point. But during 2008 financial crisis, the Fed complained that it had been forced to bail out Wall Street, megabanks. Yeah, I don't think they were forced. I think it was all orchestrated, in my opinion. And I think we could back that up because of the real possibility that the failure that their failure would lead to even deeper economic damage. We all remember that, right? But then, mm -hmm. then we get Dodd-Frank, right? During the last crisis, BlackRock's assets under management were $1.3 What did I say when we started this? What are they at now? They're $10 trillion or close to it. So they from the 2008 real estate crisis, they went from $1.3 in assets under management to almost $10 trillion now. And that's because of real estate crisis, all these things that have occurred. These guys are being built. They're being built by the government, right? That's my opinion. That's my opinion that they're being built by the government. And so I just wanted to make sure we threw that in there. Where has BlackRock come from in the last 14 or 15 years? That's a pretty significant gain in assets under management, Pete. I, I, I absolutely agree. Um, yep. I absolutely agree. Now, uh, let's, uh, let's take a look here in the remaining moments that we have. Um, Let's take a look at this attack upon Tucker Carlson, all right, who is a one-man media operation bringing down the mainstream. He went to, uh, to Russia. He was seen in Moscow. Rumors uh, are that, uh, that he, he's going to be meeting with, uh, with Vladimir Putin. Is that a bad thing? Well, I'm going to tell you something right now. 
There's there's people that are literally saying that he should not be allowed to come back into the country because he is a journalist wants to go sit down with Putin and speak to him and let put they don't want to let him back in to the country. Can you imagine that? How disgusting these freaking oligarchs well, are. Hmm? Well, it tells you all you need to know, right? Oh, yeah. If they don't want him if they don't want him to go talk to Putin, why not? Right? What's wrong with him going to talk to Putin? There should be nothing wrong with that. I mean, Look, this goes way back to World War II, but, you know, and and we could go deep into this one, but there is there is nothing wrong with talking to Vladimir Putin, in my opinion. There should be nothing wrong with it. There's such a deep story here, Pete. Oh, yeah. But but basically the entire world, of course, is stuck on stupid over the Ukraine, right? Over Ukraine. Uh, but. But you're only allowed to get one side of the narrative, and that is theirs that allows them to spend bit, to send billions of dollars to Ukraine to do what? They just killed six hundred thousand people, and there's zero possibility. Can I can I please overstate that? Um, uh, as as to Ukraine's ability to defend themselves, okay. They cannot, just through attrition alone, when Russia has millions of potential troops that they can just blow through, wipe out completely, right? Like, who wins that battle? They don't have any more people. They're putting women up on the front line. This is a losing proposition. Ukraine will not. You can't even operate a proxy war with Ukraine at this point. You know what I'm saying? Like, normally, if you did a proxy war, well, you got to get a couple more million people to go. They don't have that. They've blown through their people. They're not putting women up on the front line. It is impossible to win in any scenario with Ukraine up against Russia. And we literally have this right here, which we're going to be getting into on the Pete Santilli Show. Uh, by the way, if you are tuned in, this is probably the softest. Uh, I, I don't know where everybody is this morning, um, but I do welcome you. If you want to come uh, check out the Pete Santilli Show. We're going to kick that off at 9 a.m. Um, Deb Jordan and I are going to be digging into a couple of very important topics, one of which is the the money that they want to flow to Ukraine still. Uh, how much of it is coming to the United States? Very little. A lot of it going to the Ukraine and a lot of power uh, to the presidency. But here we are. If, God forbid, if Tucker were to go talk to um to Vladimir Putin, they are so outraged. They want to stop him from coming into uh, the United States. But here he is pictured uh, in Moscow. Let's take a look at some of his pictures as he was seen uh, in Moscow. What is he? Is he at the? He's at some some function, some public function. But his his production team was out there. Uh, there's Tucker, probably at a at a theater. Hmm, looks very opulent what what did you say he's at the airport right there he's at the airport right there yeah and i forget the name of this place that he was at but he was invited there that's an airport where he's sitting no no not there the oh okay where he was standing with his crew all right uh when it's, they first arrived now guess who else are attacking yeah elon musk you know yeah, well. yeah because i <laughs> guess they can't well of course uh, he wants to control. I think the problem, this is the problem, is that the global elite can't control his Neuralink stuff. Like, we want to be able to uh, remote control everyone's brains. And he's not letting them. 
He wants yeah. exclusive access to that. The Neuralink thing is out of this out of this world, out of control technology that I don't think that they should be messing with. I don't want Elon Musk messing with chips in my head. Sorry, I don't care how much we like them. Stick to X. Then you consider what he's doing with X. They can't have that. The free flow of information, that's what's going on on X. It's beneficial. He's the one that's in charge of that. So what are they doing? They're attacking him. They're, they now have board members that said that they did an intervention with Elon Musk because some directors felt pressured to consume drugs with Elon Musk. This is like a, uh, didn't uh, Julian Assange go through this? Didn't, I mean, just about everybody that doesn't get along with the establishment, if you don't go the establishment way, you've got problems with drugs and sex, don't you? But th isn't that what it all boils down to? Hmm. Hmm? Yep. Drugs and sex. Well, he kind of does. Listen, tomorrow, uh, will you do me a favor? We're uh, we're actually uh, coming off. Uh, I, I am I going? Oh, I'm not going over. I can't go over. Um, Jeremy Harrell coming up uh, right after I switch this off. It's going to be an abrupt transition once again, but oh well, that's how we do it. Thank you very much, LFA. Join us at the Pete Santilli Show here momentarily. There we go. Thank you for watching Market Ultra. Make sure to tune in Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. Eastern to 9 a.m. Eastern with Craig Wenklowicz and Pete Santilli. Stay tuned for The Pete Santilli Show. Trim, our comprehensive weight management product. 
Now, most people early on will register a reduction in cravings associated with Bellatrim. How does it do that? Well, it does it by changing the levels of hormones that are associated with either hunger or satiety. It lowers the levels of ghrelin, a hunger hormone, and it raises the levels of GLP-1, the satiety hormone. As a result of that rebalancing act, you have fewer cravings. And that result, fewer trips to the snack cabinet where you may eat something that you shouldn't. It's comprehensive. It does a lot more than that, though. There is an absolutely fascinating action on a metabolic switch called AMP kinase, AMPK. AMPK is associated with the preferential burning of fat as a metabolic fuel. And as a result, you have a reduction in visceral fat and, and reduction in waist circumference. It does more than that. It also helps regulate blood glucose. Blood glucose is a huge factor in weight management. And it does that by optimizing the actions of insulin. It also affects blood lipids. It lowers LDL, lowers triglycerides, all of those bad cholesterols that you hear about, at the same time as raising the levels of HDL, the good cholesterol. In addition for cardiovascular health, it also helps normalize blood pressure. There's more to it than that, though. It also improves your microbiome. We do that by several ways. One, there's an ingredient in there that stimulates a greater diversity. And the other one is prebiotics, FOSS and GOSS, that help feed the good bacteria, gentrify your microbiome. So, Bella Trim, comprehensive. Enjoy it. Cheers. truly freedom freedom without freedom you can't be a Christian no matter what denomination you belong to you can't be a Buddhist you can't own a donut shop you can't drive from here to Oregon you can't be an American because that's what it's all about and it's the only thing that it's all about nothing else nothing else it's about freedom. There is a time to pray and there's a time to stand. gentlemen welcome officially and formally to the pizza antilly show which every single day we come off lfa we will uh we'll get uh, that smooth transition from uh our mar morning market ultra uh to the pizza antilly show but here we are uh each every monday i bring on uh somebody you know I, if i were to uh, properly introduce him to probably take up the entire segment because of his contributions to his experience. He's a retired uh, colonel uh, who I was really excited to talk about uh, this China news where the CCP's 
uh, military. Now we're, we're openly and honestly talking about the fact that we're being cognitively cooked by their social media influence operations, uh, but ultimately for uh, the population of the United States to uh, incrementally get to the point to where we accept surrender. And I got energized by that. And I said, I cannot wait to speak with Colonel Mills. He joins me right now, uh, sir. You know, do, do, do me a favor, um, uh, Colonel Mills, say hello to everybody. And to just to tell them how many years did you spend uh, uh, in in uniform, in service? You retired, of course, and your most important service, I believe, is right now. But tell everybody your background, what field of work you were in when you were in the military, what your area of expertise was, and then obviously uh, in the civilian world, your contributions to serving the government as well. Well, I did 33 years uh, active guard and reserve in uniform and uh, also uh, as a, a senior civilian in the Office of Secretary of Defense for a number of years. Uh, so number of combat tours uh, and uh, uh, just service in a number of different countries. And uh, uh, I mean, Iraq uh, a couple of times uh, throughout the Middle East uh europe asia uh worked uh with a number of partner nations as a senior civilian in the office of secretary of defense time uh also time in the joint staff i'm always very proud of my time on the joint staff some uh, i think it was the finest military staff in the in the universe it's uh i think we got a problem it's called wokeism uh it's really de degraded that staff and their abilities mm. um also time in the office secretary of defense also time at the white house uh, uh end of uh, end of bush beginning of obama and uh it's quite uh working at the white house is uh is is an honor uh you uh it's it's very interesting that's where it all comes together it's uh, uh that's where it all comes together for national de decision making uh, uh under uh, were you in the white house um while Obama was in the White House, yeah. So I was a I was a career civilian. So I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm a not I was a non political career civilian mm -hmm. <clears throat> at the end of the Obama uh, Bush administration, beginning of the Obama, uh, and I was there. Uh, uh, we were doing a review of of the cyber landscape and uh, a program called the Comprehensive National Cybersecurity Initiative, which. Uh, unfortunately, looks like it was really twisted and became the foundation for mass surveillance. Essentially, what the Texas, uh, uh, what the Missouri-Louisiana case and the Texas cases, two different cases in front of the Supreme Court for decision here in the in the spring. And so, hopefully, they uh, they go our direction. Hopefully. And can you tell everybody what those cases are related to and what the you know, desired outcome would be for, you know, in favor of the Constitution of the people? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, the uh, Missouri, Louisiana case, it really focuses on the on the misbehavior of Elvis FBI special agents, Elvis Chan and Laura Demlo, who uh, uh, were uh, uh, and I believe still may be because uh, Supreme Court essentially put a stay on the stay of the uh, um, Fifth Circuit. The Fifth Circuit decision was government, stop what you're doing. 
and tell a Supreme Court, I mean, stop what you're doing. The Supreme Court said you can continue to do what you're doing, um, but I can assure you that uh, that even though the Supreme Court didn't say stop what you're doing until we review the case, uh, I can tell you that absolutely has a chilling effect on people like Laura Demlo and Elvis Chan. And again, all this traces, their, what they were doing traces to the program that I, I myself and a you know, a, a smaller group of people set up back starting in 2007. It just became perverted and twisted out of control, and it resulted in FBI agents taking taking lists of names of Americans to big tech to target, silence, and censor. You know, I'm still I'm still not back on Twitter. Um, you know, and that's uh, uh, can't explain that. Uh, Twitter has said I'm off. You can't come back come back on. But they let plenty of other people on. I don't know what the egregious crime was that I committed. Um, but, uh, that's okay. There'll be a day of reckoning for this. And, and hopefully, uh, when they decide in our favor, it'll help a lot of people, not just me. It'll help, uh, the J6ers. It'll help a lot of people. So, so, uh, that's what Laura Demlo and, uh, and Elvis Chan have been doing as part of their interaction with big tech, taking lists of names. But, uh, even though the Supreme Court said, no, no government, you can keep doing what you're doing until we hear the case. I can assure you it is really shut down. And one of the indicators why it was shut down activity is the uh, Biden team put in a special filing requesting um, that essentially the whole Missouri, Louisiana case be thrown out immediately. Um, um, and uh, essentially that you got to you got to read their statement. Essentially, that is that is a very telling that it definitely had because Elvis Chan and Laura Demo know that it's Supreme Court rules in the favor of the American people, everything they did between uh, um, when the Fifth Circuit put their stay on the case and the Supreme Court decision is going to be immediately super, super analyzed and uh, for its legality and for uh, remedy and for damages. Uh, so it's going to be huge. But the, there's also the Texas case. And the Texas case is similar, but it also addresses what we what we thought <laughs> this thing called the Global Engagement Center at State Department, which essentially, if you look at the heritage of roles and missions, essentially this this as traces to what we used to have it called it U.S. Information Agency, um, which went away. But that kind of evolved into the Broadcast Board of Governors, which kind of evolved into the U.S. Agency for Global Media. But but the Global Engagement Center is an important higher level staff structure that has been giving grant money to groups such as like the Global Disinformation Index in London, <laughs> such as Stanford University, such as the Atlantic Council, and such as a, a think tank in uh, DC. And uh, my alma mater, my undergraduate alma mater, University of Washington. So, so, and why, what is this money for? They're using these nonprofits to, okay, since FBI is having trouble, since FBI is getting some scrutiny, we're going to have nonprofits. We're going to have nonprofits come up with lists of Americans to target silence and censor. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm clearly throttled on a number of media, uh, social media, even, even, even what you would call friendly social media, because I think the problem is the malware they can introduce they can introduce even on, I'm not going to go into any names of social media, but even on what we would call friendly social media that we, we trust, 
um, that's on our side of the ledger, they can insert that malware ser uh, 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 surreptitiously without the knowledge of the of the uh, owners of that social media and operators of that social media, right. and it still throttles me. Right. Uh, and, and by the way, uh, those social media, the friendly ones that want to be on, uh, on Apple. Okay. And, uh, and, and, you know, the Apple and Android, uh, if you want to be on Apple store or in the Google store, they must accept their terms of service, which is incorporating AI technology for moderation. And that right there co-ops it because they still have backend control, even if, you're on, you know, and we're not going to mention any names. If you're on XYZ platform, if that platform is on Apple or, uh, you know, Apple Store or, or Google Store, they can't be on there unless they've agreed to give backend access through their AI moderation tools, period. So, you know. Yeah, you and, and what you just mentioned, backend access, see, this is the, this is, a, I think, going to be a, an important part of the cases because, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. Um, no, no worries. So uh, um, a lot of times government access is not done secretly or done through some form, high level of cyber intrusion. About 99 percent of the time they're given permission. Right. So that's the game here. And that's, you know, Apple will will lie through their teeth and say, you know, we're not going to help the FBI unlock the, uh, what was that shooter, that Islamic extremist shooter in Southern California? We're not San Bernardino, yeah. San Bernardino, we're not going to give access. Are you kidding me? It's a lie. Yeah. It's an absolute bald-faced lie. They, they gave access. They gave yeah. access. Yeah. So this, and the, the, and the, even, they, the even bigger lie is that they don't have that capability themselves anyway, because they do. They can hack into any system, period. That stuff was released on WikiLeaks on the, what was it, Vault 7 or whatever it was, that major release. They have those hacking tools. They can bypass all well, that stuff. Well, yeah, and I yeah. think you're referencing, uh, we haven't really talked about it. It's this uh, the case of this, uh, the CIA. He just was sentenced to 40 years in prison. This was the CIA hacker who shared all those, the Vault 7 tools. Mm -hmm. Now, that was wrong. I mean, that was wrong. Even 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 if he was, even if he was revealing um unlawful behavior of the yeah. u.s government it was wrong because yes. mm -hmm. he has to go through the whistleblower route yeah uh which mm -hmm. which is rough and doesn't guarantee anonymity there, there will be a battle eventually but see it's like snowden people say snowden but snowden uh, uh he exposed unlawful activity i think yes he did mm -hmm. but he also he also shared classified information right. and and he walked off with that so so he committed a crime there's other ways to to you, to bring bring that to focus. Do, do you do you mind? I'm got, we're we're going to segue here to to the topics we came together to discuss, but I really want to overemphasize one point here. And tell me if you agree or disagree with what I'm about to say. For our viewing audience, you need to understand. I, I mean, I've dealt with and have been in the federal court system with whistleblower issues where technology which is being used to go get the bad guys overseas, the people that want to kill us. They want to build their caliphate, and they want to extinguish us, period. Um, but when that same technology uh, is used against the American people, then it's illegal. So a whistleblower, what does a whistleblower do? Like Snowden, for instance, 
when he says, oh, my goodness, this is really bad stuff that we're doing here to the American people. Well, if you reveal sources and methods, you literally take away your ability to go get the really, really bad people and you expose that stuff. And we have to be protective of that. We don't want to leave ourselves vulnerable. Why? Because they want to come and kill us. So you want to be exposing the bad stuff they're doing, the crimes against you know, humanity and the United States of America, while at the same time being protective of what we're doing to go get the bad guys. You have to be able to differentiate the two, period, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that's on our side of the ledger. We need to be more and more thoughtful on this because sometimes we we start to go down this pathway. Our, 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 this, our system and process has been perverted. Yes. by people who need to be held to account. Mm -hmm. That does not mean our system and process is evil or wrong. We have the best form of governance in the universe. It's we, imperfect, yeah. but we have the best. And so let's, let's differentiate between people who have twisted this and used it unlawfully. Yeah. And, and I'm, cause I you know people will start, our military is evil. Our government is evil. Let's be a little. Let's be a little more sophisticated about this. Yeah. We again. We have the best. Our constitution is the best form of governance. It's imperfect, but it's the closest to perfect form of government governance that's ever been created. I agree. In mm -hmm. in, in the history of, yeah. of humanity. So let's just be a little careful and thoughtful because I'm I, I'm seeing kind of things where people are saying you know you know you know. Yes, this this is you know, and the Constitution and the preamble does say the right of the citizen to alter and abolish. But that doesn't mean we're throwing the Constitution out. That's right. OK, yeah. alter and abolish does not mean throwing the Constitution out. Right. So we always, always take an oath to the Constitution and believe in it. Best yeah. form of governance ever created. So, um, yeah, what well, we have, a, we have a systemic problem of bad people that are doing things they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah. And if a government has gotten to the point to where the abuses of the people that are abusing the system are not being protective of our unalienable rights, you know, protecting our, you know, pursuit of happiness, life, liberty, so on and so forth. That's where you abolish, because if you're not doing your essential function, first and foremost, protecting our constitutional rights. That's the abolishment part of it. But I agree with yeah. exactly what you just said. All right, sir, let's segue. You ready? I want to touch yeah, on China, if you don't mind. And then we'll get, yeah. we'll get to your topics. Um, I, I have a big, 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 big problem with this because it's being glossed over. Uh, the Chinese military now studying cognitive attacks against the U.S. population. What does that mean? Uh, the Chinese Communist Party military studying cognitive domain operations to sow a mentality of defeat among the American people. Researchers for the PLA are engaging in cyber-enabled influence operations against the United States with the goal of influencing the population to psychologically accept surrender. And this is according to a policy research, researcher at the RAND uh, corporation now. Oh, who? Do you, name the name at Rand. I'd like to. Is there is there Nathan, a name of the author? Nathan Beauchamp, uh, Mustafaga. Beauchamp. I don't, I, I don't recognize him at Rand. Okay. Okay. 
Um, but but now we have them uh, outwardly and openly. I mean, for it to make it to the public domain, you know, and Rand Corporation outing this, uh, this group of PLA researchers often focused on influence operations who argue that the cognitive domain is the new focus of warfare. Now, that cognitive domain terminology is bantied about a lot within our military, that that is the new battlefield. The new battlefield in this fifth-generational-styled warfare is the human mind. And, yes. Right? Yeah, the, 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 the Chinese communists are very different than the Soviet communists, very different in their approach. The Soviets are are good at influence operations in a lot in a lot of ways, and they are they, for for the, the dollar they spend, they get a lot. They get a lot, and there's still there's still Russian operatives that are that are you know hidden in this country to be activated. You know these are just like Cold War days, but uh, for every dollar the the Russians spend on disinformation operations, um, uh, China spends ten. Okay, just look at their GDP. It's you know, or maybe a, a more correct number is fifteen. For every dollar the Russians spend, the Chinese spend fifteen because the, the the Chinese economy is fifteen to twenty times larger than the uh, Russian economy. Mm. So uh, um, the Chinese and they, they but they do approach it from a more sophisticated angle because in the end the Soviets will just arrest you, disappear you, and immediately shoot you in the in the back of the head in a in a in a uh, in a secret prison and then just bury your body and nobody will ever know what happened to you. The, the Chinese, uh, they are, they're very good at taking people like Jack Ma, who was the, 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 the director or, you know, the owner of Alibaba, essentially their, their, their flagship company to compete with Amazon. They disappeared him for about three months. And when he came out, he was definitely a changed person. Um, they're very good at, you know, we, we, we joke about Chairman Mao's re-education camps. <laughs> they're, they're real. And that's the way they handle things for the most part. Oh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll execute you, too. But they, they kind of triage who they execute and who they reprogram. And uh, they're very, they, 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 they're very, this reprogramming effort is real. And that's what TikTok is. So that article you brought off brought up about cognitive warfare. And I'm surprised that that got right through the RAND uh, vetting process because RAND has been late to the game on the Chinese threat. Uh, and RAND is a, a very uh, left-leaning think tank, which exists, it's, it's, its customer is the US government. Um, but they're, they're left-leaning. And so I'm, that's a, that was a good one, that report. <sighs> But the tip of the spear, what does that report mean? It's TikTok. TikTok is the tip of the spear. And, you know, I mean, a lot of people say, John, you need to get your stuff on TikTok. TikTok's the place to be. TikTok, you know, you got to do TikTok. No, because if you're if you're getting to the world of TikTok, you are enabling Chinese cognitive warfare because it's just it is re it is chairman mao's re-educate it's the digital chairman mao's re-education camp oh yeah and it just it programs you to be psycho crazy you know you can't you can't even walk down the street without you know, <laughs> you know wanting to get on your phone and look and see what the latest clip is um uh it really it, it creates a dependency uh you know digital fentanyl 
uh, and it creates, uh, uh, you know, just this frenzied where the world is 15 second clips of whatever. And, and they do, they can target down to the IP endpoint, meaning they can, they have the big data, the big data analytics and the AI to f- know who you are and what to get in front of you to psychologically recondition you. Yes, that's right. Uh, incrementally and like one minute clips, you know, feeding your stream of consciousness based on your profile they can do it almost instantly and they've developed their ai technology their machine learning i was talking about this in the previous uh segment this morning is that it is so dangerous that we don't have the ability to keep up with uh with china's ability to pump data into the system and get these machines to learn nearly as fast just because of the sheer volume of human beings yeah. that they have compared to us period right yeah 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 I'm, i live in northern virginia and uh you know uh, in the prince william county area we are becoming we are drowning in data centers drowning in data centers i'm all for development i'm all for data centers but uh the chinese are doing this on a scale far bigger than us. And I'm about to be fueled up by a KC-135 here. It's getting to the back of my head here. So, uh, yes. Uh, um, so there, okay. I'm feeling it here. Okay. Okay. I'm getting, getting fueled up here. So, um, yeah, the, the timing of these, I got to tell the air force guys, you got it guys, you got to work the timing of these videos. Have you ever you known, notice- have you ever, have you ever known those, uh, you ever talked to one of those refuelers that, uh, they lay on their belly and they're, uh, they're, they're in oh, charge oh, yeah. of the, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. one of the most interesting jobs, isn't it? You yeah, listen to the yeah, radio well, traffic too, as they're, uh, guiding it in. Yeah. I, I uh, uh, segue on a segue, on yeah. a segue, <laughs> uh, the, uh, Boeing is losing its shirt on the KC 46 program. Um, because why? Because they did a firm fixed price contract. Firm fixed price contract, it should only be used when you know exactly what you want. It's absolute mature technology ready right now, proven. And there was actually a lot of, you know, uh, there was a lot of developmental uh, issues uh, that were necessary for the KC-46. Boeing is losing its shirt on the KC-46, which has that, has that, but it's a much more advanced boom. But uh, there, there's a lot of issues they've been having. Um, yeah. But anyway, break, break. Oh, that's the same company that they're finding. Uh, and I love that's Boeing. And I, I got Boeing stock. But uh, they, they just now they're going, oh, where we're finding all these rivet holes where they're not supposed to be on 737s rolling out the door at, at uh, Renton. Uh, oops. You yeah. know. Yeah. Well, it's funny. Well, can we wokeism? Wokeism, anybody? DEI, CRT, is that possibly causing this? Yeah. Oh, I, I had uh, just uh, I'm reminiscing again. I remember a conversation I had uh, because we used to be at Kadena Air Base in Okinawa uh, because they wouldn't allow us to fly ordnance out of Fatima just because the Japanese are that way. But uh, I, I was listening to a boom operator. Um, fascinating job. One of the most interesting MOS is that boom operator lays on his belly and just in, in, interesting job. And I said, man, I want to swap jobs with you. MOS is for a day and he wanted to take my you know what jado shots are on uh on well, C- me, c-130s jado genesis takeoff uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would call those a rocket assist because those all those all those little rockets. <laughs> yeah. Now you they they drop they they actually drop off after after yeah. takeoff, right? Yeah. yeah. So you got you have you have to plan out your your ordnance dropping area. Yes. Those those, those all drop off. Yeah. It's a safety issue because those those things will take out a school bus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways, we had this uh, not an argument, but he's uh, I'm like, man, you got the best job in the world. And he goes, no, you have the best job in the world doing Jano shots off of, you know, Kadena. Uh, just uh, yeah. fascinating. Anyways, beautiful imagery in the background. All right, sir. Uh, let's let's get to um, the geopolitical. Uh, we're not going to call it geopolitical. The warfare that's going on right now. Um I, I I have a concern about what's happening uh, in Iraq, uh, in Iraq. We're, we're giving Iraq, I mean, our, our military prowess, uh, shall we even call it prowess any, anymore? We've got this woke tardiness. I wouldn't be surprised if we do stand downs right in the middle of military incursions, getting attacked by, um, you know, the Iranian uh, uh, guard and their, their military forces. And the messaging that's going back is giving Iran plenty of time to uh, pull up stakes and leave, and then we then we're countering these. What's happening in Iraq right now? Yeah, my my new Gateway Pundit article was posted about forty five minutes ago, mm. um, and I talk about this is uh, um, is just the absolute pathetic nature of uh, pathetic. You know, so what what the Biden team did, uh, why did they wait a week to respond? Well, I mean, by their own admission, uh, it appears that one of the they wanted to make sure that they limited casualties. So essentially, uh, our incredible military, uh, you know, was punching holes at best in empty base in the desert of empty base camps or maybe just an empty desert period. Uh, And so. We're sending, we're virtue signaling. We're not really, we just had Americans die, but we want to really be careful how we respond. So we don't want war, you know, and Kirby and uh, and everyone. Uh, but now the official word for this series of strikes is to disable the Iranian proxy groups in Iraq and Syria. I have no idea what disable means. What, are we going to put a, a parking boot on their vehicle so they can't move? I mean, what is... It doesn't. This doesn't make any sense. It, it's not in the DoD dictionary as a primary word. You know, when we attack with ordnance, the purpose is to kill and destroy. You know, usually in the in the in the combat order, uh, the word is destroy. Okay, that means blow up. That means kill. So, punching. You know, you're putting lives at risk. You know, and talking about tankers, we're flying these B-1s from South Dakota and Texas nonstop, which I think this is one of the first times we've done this with B-1s. We always do it with B-2s, but I don't think we've done it yet. Most of the B-1s have been stationed in theater. And, you know, but this takes two tankings each way, at least two tankings, uh, maybe even three. So which and you're putting flight crews at risk because you're, you're putting them out there in combat mode, which is a, a different form of flight from peacetime flight rules, and accidents happen, operational accidents happen. So you're putting flight crews at risk, you're putting intelligence people at risk that are helping the targeting, your military personnel at risk to punch holes in an empty desert. So it appears so far our strikes in at the, at the 
the enemy, we can't even use the term enemy, um, in, in Iraq and Syria have essentially been at best against unoccupied base camps because we want to literally, the Secretary of Defense said several times, not destroy, disable. Uh, this is just, this is, this is the cancer and the toxic nature of wokeism. Look, we don't, we, we don't put military at risk to disable the enemy. We have precision. I heard that about uh, minimizing uh, potential casualties. Our munitions alone, our precision uh, uh, guided munitions, we've got uh, drones that our targeting capabilities, our guidance and control are unmatched anywhere in the world. That right there minimizes uh, casualties. But you have to strike immediately. What is this waiting a week? crap i mean that is yeah. a national security risk is it not now in, in all fairness in all fairness uh -huh. we have we have only about 45 b1s that are now combat coded about 40 of them are in the boneyard and need to be re regenerated for use the air force has really been trying to get rid of the b1 so the reality is it takes a while to, as you know, from your, your flight days, it takes a while to generate the, the, the air, the airframe and the, and the crew for the mission. So if we launched two, because, you know, each one of those has three bomb bays, which uh, easily can hold 24 to 50 J dams, depending on the size. So we probably had two over the target, but to launch two, we probably had to launch four to six to make sure we had two on target. So you're putting multiple flight crews at risk. And so generating six out of that 45 takes some time because they might be down for maintenance. You know, uh, you know, we have an operational readiness rate of like 50%. So right off the bat, only about 20 are flyable anyway. Um, so uh, it takes a while. And then we do have to do some intelligence. We do have some prep. So, but a week, guys, we... Uh, we have to work a little faster. We have to work a little faster. These are called fleeting targets because they know we're going to bomb their base camps anyway. So that as soon as they, this happens, they probably have am sprayed away from these places. Mm. But then to spend time, and it sounds like we almost might have even been informing them of our attacks and where we're going to attack. This is lunacy. No, no. A absolute, uh, absolute lunacy. Uh, all right, now to the next topic at hand. Uh, you know, Iran, you know, uh, the Houthis, Yemen, uh, that's a hotbed right now, is it not? Well, yeah, so our next round of strikes was back into Hootieville. And, um, <laughs> and, 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 and I tell you. <laughs> Sounds like a Dr. Seuss location yeah. on a map. Yeah, right. Ho Houthieville. Houthieville. <laughs> well, yeah, that's our official word now. So uh, Hootieville is a very angry place. They, these people are drugged up. Uh, you think we have a fentanyl problem? I mean, it's, it's you know, they're they're on heroin. All of them, I mean, there's a high use of heroin. They, they really juice themselves up. So you're dealing, but that, that's traditionally the way they operate in their, their weird, uh, uh, violent Islamic uh, way. And I, excuse me, but there's a lot of truth to that. So excuse me if some find that insensitive, uh, a lot of truth. So uh, so we, we shwacked the Houthis again, even though their official word there has been to degrade the Houthis. I'm looking at my list of terms that the Biden team is using. We're, we're going to attack and degrade. Well, I mean, what does that mean? We're going to be insulting them on social media. What does that degrade mean? I don't, I don't understand this degrade thing. So, um, 
But we have to acknowledge, and in my in my Gateway Pundit piece, I identified that, and we do have a graphic if you want to show that. Yeah. The oh, role yeah. of the Iranians and the Chinese, and it looks like maybe the Biden team has told, maybe, hopefully, has hinted to the Iranians and Chinese, look, you have two ships that are cruising around the zone of combat operations. One is the Bashad, okay? And I just looked up, where is the Bashad at this exact point in time, right before airtime? Well, the Bashad, an Iran- a well-known Iranian spy ship, um, is, is moored right now, right off of the big Chinese mega base in Djibouti, a small African country right across the water from Yemen. So I, gar- I just about guarantee you that mega base in Djibouti, now just seven miles, you know, kind of south uh, uh, east of that uh, oval, the Chinese mega base, is the American special, large American special operations base camp at the Djibouti airport. Okay, so they're only seven miles away from us. They came there after us. They essentially rolled into Djibouti, said, hey, Djibouti, you want to earn some money? Give us a base camp. And instead of us put, this was during the Obama years, the Obama team should have said, Djibouti, look, we'll up our, our, our spend and our aid to you. Don't let the Chinese in. Well, they let the Chinese in. So that is a spy base. That is a spy base. And where is the Iranian spy ship at? It's moored right off the Chinese spy base. Coincidence? I think not. There is no coincidence here. So this is what this is a game that's going on. And uh, uh, there's an article that I cite where the, the, the Iranians are suddenly very, very, um, very, very, uh, they've actually referenced essentially do not touch these ships. Well, you know, these ships are, have been nothing but target spotters for the, the for Hootieville. And we need to, you know, we just it's we just call it uh, there's maritime rules for this. We just declare a zone of hostilities and just say all ships out of the area, all ships out of the area. And that includes you, Bashad. It's the Bashad and the uh, Saviz. Uh, so, yeah. So you Saviz and Bashad, you need to depart the area immediately. So give them a warning, um, but tell them to get out. No. Yeah, you got, out. You got and, and, and six hours. Out. Right. Yeah, there's for, there's formal maritime rules for this, and this is for their own well-being. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need to leave, and if not, we're going to uh, stop and board them. You know, so as simple as that. Um, and you know, these ships, I would I would call these the equivalent of German commerce raiders during the uh, early parts of the Second World War. These were merchant vessels that uh, you know oftentimes flew a false flag and traveled around the Southern Atlantic. And uh, and attacked ships until they were wiped out. Mm. But they were they were actually armed. Colonel, Colonel Mills, I'm sorry to interrupt your flow. How are you able to do that? Have the imagery, and I can smell JP8. I love the smell of JP8 <laughs> in the morning. Don't you? Mm. Oh, it's beautiful, isn't it? B52. It is. That's great. That's yeah. beautiful imagery in the background there. Uh, by the yeah. way. Yeah, my, my father worked on the assembly line of the B fifty two. So, did he? Yeah, uh, yeah, they're they're um they're amazing, uh, amazing to be around. Yeah, but don't you love the smell of JP eight in the morning? Yes, 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 yeah, of course. 
Uh, anyways, uh, sir, the Iranians are always up to something, uh, obviously, uh, to allow this Bashad to be close to our special operations uh, forces base. Very mm -hmm. concerning. And what have you heard as to what our posturing is? I mean, for you to know where well, it's located, you could the, issue a warning probably quicker than the uh, indicator. Yeah, the indicator is the Iranians have started squawking suddenly about this, which to me says maybe the Biden team has hinted at them. You guys are next. OK, maybe. So, you know, OK, they, they've used the word tiered. John Kirby has used the word tiered. So I'm assuming, you know, I'm, you know maybe I'm, I'm just, you know, wishful thinking, but you got to tell the Iranians because this is this is lunacy to let these two ships wander around an active zone of combat while we're getting shot at. And, you know, there's about a 99.9% chance they are collecting all forms of intelligence. Yeah, I was going to say just their listening capabilities alone, you don't want them anywhere near us. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. So there, and all of this is going into the the big Chinese data analytics uh, monster, and it's spitting out all these reports right back. That's going to the Hooties on where to shoot, where, where, how do you, you know? You got to have azimuth. You have to have range. You have to have speed of the target to shoot these uh, shoot these missiles, e even when they have you know um, uh, active seeker warheads in the nose. You got those don't start working until they're within close range of the target. So you got to have azimuth. You got to have range. You got to have speed of the target. And uh, so you can do the math to figure out where to shoot these missiles. Where do you think they're getting that from? Yeah, they're pre-positioned um, spy ships, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's what's going on. So you just to tell the tell the Iranians and and with, you know, this is where State Department comes into play. State Department needs to tell Djibouti, hey, you need to shut down that Chinese base. How much are they paying you? Okay, we'll pay that. You kick them out. That's the way it's going to be. But you know, that's the way a functional State Department should work in a functional uh, presidency. Mm -mm -mm. Speaking of, uh, of, of China, um, the, and I, I don't know too much about this, the M503 route opening up. Can you talk yeah, about that? Because I don't know. This is a big one. I should have an article coming out today on this in a, in a journal. I'm not going to say which one. Um, uh, this is a big one. Um, M503 is the flight track that has been used traditionally by China southbound in the Straits, but it's been on their side of the, the, mid, the midline of, between Taiwan and China. Well, just a few days ago, this clearly was was uh, part of their response to the win in Taiwan was uh, uh, to, they pushed that southbound route right out to the midpoint, right out to the midpoint. That gives that, that's that's passive aggressive. That's put using a civilian airliners. It's weaponizing them and using them in the in the in the game with with Taiwan. This will increase the possibility of an accidental shoot down using a civilian airliner because now they're hugging the center line and they've created two new right turns. Remember southbound. So the right turns are so in their terms, oh, so we can service Chinese airports. Okay, there there are Chinese airports there, but those quick right turns put them almost over the uh, the the two forward Taiwanese counties of Matsu and Kinmen. Well, you remember the raid on Entebbe where the Israelis showed up no notice 
to the uh, airport uh, in uh, um, uh, uh, Uganda, you know, and they just blew in, you know, saying, hey, they were, we're a civilian airliner. Well, those civilian airliners could do their right turn going to hugging the center line and then quick right turn going to uh, the Chinese airports and then declare an in-flight emergency and need to land immediately right at Matsu and Kinmen. And then they land, they pull up to the terminal, doors open and out pop 200 special operators who seize the airport. And right behind that airliner is, uh, you know, two or three additional airliners with, you know, several hundred more special operators. And they've seized the airports, effectively seizing these Taiwan forward counties. These Taiwan forward counties are literally a few thousand feet off the shore of, of mainland China. Okay. So, you know, they could use this as a ruse to do a special operations raid and seize the forward islands, uh, Taiwan forward islands. And again, they've created a buffer because they've given the, the, the Taiwanese even less response time because they were they used to be flying almost 10 miles to the right of that center line. Now they're hugging the center line. OK, this is provocative. It's I remember, you know, civilian airliners that got shot down like uh, KAL 007 by uh, the, the Soviets in 1983. Oh, yeah. Okay, the, you know, two, almost 300 died in that thuggish, thuggish Soviet behavior. Yeah, yeah. The Vincennes, our, our Navy ship, shot down an Iranian airliner in 1988. They just decided to fly right into active combat operations, and the Vincennes had seconds to decide whether this was a hostile aircraft, and they're literally shooting it out with multiple Iranian. Uh, 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 targets uh, uh, and uh, and oops, they engaged and shot down an airliner again. Almost 300 people killed on that airliner. But you know, it's like uh, Iran. What do you? Why are you flying a commercial airliner into active combat operations? And yeah. and 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 in a, a tense area like that, especially you know, uh, with everything going on with the between China and Ch China and Taiwan. Uh, they're even more paranoid about commercial aircraft encroachments because yeah. just because, right? Don't yeah, you agree? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're using you know you know in addition to military aircraft challenging Taiwan airspace. Now you're gonna you're gonna put Taiwan in the in the posi awkward position of having to escort civilian airliners out of their 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 uh, air defense identification zone. So this is again, this is nothing good happens out of using civilian airliners like this. Could they be a ruse for a raid on the forward Taiwan Islands? Mm -hmm. Could they could they do they want to the Chinese don't care. They'll they'll say, hey, well, they want them to shoot down an airliner. So they have an incident to respond to because mm -hmm. they want an incident or provocation to initiate their their activity. So nothing good comes out of this. Yeah, I mean, I've. Uh... Uh, uh, I've I've uh, installed, um, you know, missile launchers on aircraft that were camouflaged to look like commercial. I mean, it's easy, right? And you squawk commercial and you can fly in. It's a great way to penetrate. This is very dangerous. It's very yeah. dangerous because you're going to have a civilian aircraft potentially shot out of the sky like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the nanosecond that happens, that'll be the provocation China needs for an invasion. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's exactly right. Oh, right. Setting the lineup for uh, a false flag, essentially. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, wow. the 300 innocent civilians get killed. They don't care. They don't care. No, no. Um, cost of doing business. Yeah, I'm looking at this. There's a very detailed route on this map that I'm looking at. M503, this is the first time I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. So so essentially, they, they moved the line how many nautical miles? Well, it's, it's creeped a little bit, but I think the most current jump is almost six miles, nautical miles. But right now, essentially... M503, the way the Chinese are flying it, is hugging that center line. But they say, they, they just said, uh, you know, Taiwan protested this. This is why Taiwan needs to be in the United Nations. They need a seat at the table of UN organizations such as International ICAO, International Civil uh, Aircraft uh, Organization. So uh, they, they need a seat at the table to to put these these issues on the table because right now they're they're really not <coughs> represented at ICAO. So this this is this is this is dangerous. This is very dangerous for, for several reasons. Well at the same time, informally Taiwan Taiwan is acting I mean we we have I think I told you about the level four uh biological you know weapons um um uh facility out there that the United States and Taiwan is 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 uh teamed up on. Uh, but uh, Taiwan is essentially uh, our proxy if there's a conflict there, right? Correct? Yeah, I don't like to call them a proxy. They are a sovereign, independent nation that uh, by law uh, we we uh, we will defend. Mm -hmm. Okay, I think there's gross misinterpretation and huh. dismission of several U.S. laws here. The 1979 Taiwan Relations Act, uh, the Taiwan Travel Act done during the Trump administration, and then we have two national defense authorization acts in a row that um clearly uh letter and spirit indicate a u.s intent to defend taiwan so ladies and gentlemen you know this is and this is don't don't confuse taiwan with ukraine some people say ah oh, it's nothing but ukraine yeah you got that that bio lab which came, is actually that's that's non-luger 2005 updated u.s law which created this constellation of bio labs around the world hmm. under department of energy what the heck well, i mean I, when i started studying this i said geez i i totally missed that i didn't i didn't realize it's just something that wasn't in my portfolio i wasn't even paying attention to but i go yeah that's a crazy law that has created all the bio labs, but just don't assume just because somebody has a bio lab that automatically they're part of the deep state. This is all some false flag, whatever you want to call it thing. No, 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 no. Hmm. The Department of Energy program needs to be totally reviewed and Nun Luger 2005 needs to be totally reviewed under the new administration of what are we doing under Nun Luger 2005 and these bio labs. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, because when I first started hearing about this in Ukraine, I said, ah, that's a bunch of Q nonsense. Oh, no, no, no. And I looked it up and I go, oh, my gosh, it's, hmm. it's, it's true. It's, it was right on for a year. It was on the U.S. Embassy website. A year yeah. after the war started, it was still on the U.S. Embassy website. Uh, I, you know, and, and, sir, as we conclude our conversation here, I want to, you know, no disrespect to you, but I'm going to call you a machine, sir. You put out so much information. Your Substack. Your social media, you're well published. Tell everybody, uh, first of all, where they can go find your work. And secondly, to help support your efforts. You've got a lot of things going on and we want to be able to support the work you're doing. Tell everybody how to get in touch with you. Well, thank you so much. Mm -hmm. uh, 
Uh, Pete, um, well, go to Lindell My Store and get uh, copies of the books uh, "War Against the Deep State" and "Nation Will Follow." Use use code Pete. Use code Pete, um, and do that. That that definitely helps. Those are my my first two books. Um, you know, those are signed. All those copies are signed. If you want unsigned, you go to Amazon. But you know, this way you can support support Pete, support me, support the support you know the conservative family by going to Lindo and, and also uh, have in your library I mean this is the, these are great guidebooks I always say this uh, you can overemphasize this point if you want to know how we're to attack this thing in the war against the deep state it has to happen you know from the ground up you know local action right national impact um, yeah. those are guidebooks yeah. to implement and learn how we're going to be able to take our system back correct yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then the, the other ways are Colonel Rhett John, Substack, Getter, and Truth. I mean, in, in a lot of media, a lot of places, uh, you know, I'm a contributor in a number, number of shows, but uh, um, Substack, Getter, and Truth, Colonel Rhett John. Just this morning, I put out a new call for my election board to step down. Uh, uh, six possible legal courses of action way ahead. I think nice. they have... Uh, we're at a point where the registrar and my county needs to step down. That's on Substack, uh, uh, but it's you know, I, I delivered to my county this morning to the uh, to the election board, the registrar, the sheriff, the judges that actually select the election board, and the Virginia Attorney General. We have, uh, I think, a clear uh, uh, crisis of confidence in our election board. For, but but I put it behind a paywall on my sub. It's not part of the free stuff on 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 Substack. I put it behind a paywall because uh, I want this to be special and used by those who are serious about uh, uh, taking action. Because I've also noticed there's a lot of people who shout election integrity uh, who have frankly ripped off my stuff and used it without permission mm -hmm. um, for fundraising and things like that. So that's why I do put that special activity behind it a paywall on, 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 on my subs. Not everything's paywalled. Most but, is not. But final question. The work uh, right now, especially the legal work, that if, our if there's vulnerabilities, which we are very well aware of where the vulnerabilities are. We've got forensic reports. We know uh, where the potential for fraud is with, you know, with, uh, with mail-in ballots. I mean, it's a multi-layered system. Are, are we prepared between now and election day to pave the way so that we're not back on our heels doing election challenges when we figure out what they're doing come election day. Are are we shoring up our our defenses of a free and fair election in advance of November? Do you feel confident? Um, it all we've got thirty three hundred county and county equivalents and townships and whatever you call them. Uh, you know, Michigan does it a little way. They don't use the counties. A little bit different in Michigan. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I think the general guidance is everybody has to have their action in well in it, it, it by April 30th. Have it in by April 30th because most places have some form of a, a gray zone where you're not allowed to make any changes in the election process. Uh, it's, it's a little unclear in Virginia, but I, I would say it's 90 days out from uh, the beginning of early voting. So have your action in by April 30th, wherever you live. Have to choose one action to address in your county, county equivalent township, and have it in 
thoughtfully, legally by April 30th to make sure you you help steer and, and enforce election integrity. That's very important. And, uh, and a, an additional thing I wanted to make, I, I am going to be setting up a Give, Send, Go account for donations uh, to, to fund, because I, I am going to do a very significant legal filing once the Missouri, Louisiana, and Texas cases are devol- uh, 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 resolved in, in front of the Supreme Court, <clears throat> I've already spent a very large sum of my f- money out of pocket to prepare the bulk of the filing. But there's finishing details that are needed, and uh, so I'm uh, I'm I'm actually going to be putting out a give, send, go to to seek assistance on that, and so that will be out shortly. Uh, but I, I want to, as soon as the SCOTUS decision, I want to be able to slap down a filing immediately uh, that I, I think will become a model for many other people. Let us know as soon as you have that set up. We want to support your efforts uh, and, of course, follow the progress of, uh, of your cases, sir. Thank you very much for spending so much time with me. I held you way over. I, I didn't know if you were expecting to stay this long, but it was a great segment as always. Thank you. Thank you very, very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, everybody, stay right there. Deb Santilli, uh, that's a tongue twister. She'll be uh, joining me on the other side. We're going to be covering some pretty uh, intense stuff. Um, one of one of which is this um, this border bill. Um, here it is. Look at this border bill right here. Uh, you know what? Um, you, you, you have to, you have to vote on it before you can see what's in it. (laughs) Wasn't that the old adage? Um, well, we're going to give you a peek under the tent on what we need to do. That thing needs to be stopped right there. It needs to be stopped. Wait till you hear what's contained in that bill. Deb will be joining me, uh, on the other side. And we're going to feature... Very, very courageous young American journalist as well. We're going to talk a little bit about that uh, and cover that over the coming days, weeks, and months, of course. But uh, stay right there, you guys. We'll be right back right after this. Lindell, and I'm here to tell you about my new product from my pillow. Towels that actually work. Watch this absorbency test. Here's another towel that we randomly went out and bought. Here's one of my towels with a nice design. I don't know if you can see this, but you could line a swimming pool with this. I mean, this is crazy. Get rid of it. Towels that actually work. What a concept. I'm interrupting this commercial to let you know you can get our six-piece My Towels, regular $69.98, now only $29.98. Or you can save 25% on our brand-new kitchen towels made with the same technology as our famous My Towels. Also, we have bath sheets, bath towels, washcloths, hand towels, and so much more. And the best part, with your promo code, your entire order ships absolutely free. So go to MyPillow.com or call the number on your screen Use that promo code to get deep discounts on all my towels. And for a limited time, your order ships absolutely free. Better science leads to better outcomes. So by understanding the science in much more intimate detail, 
delivering a value product that is so different from anybody else. More effective, shareable, really tasty. All of these attributes are classic examples of true innovation. It's the most effective product I've seen in 30 years. So when we're stepping outside into seasonal changes, low humidity, sunlight, pollution, all of these things get communicated as stress on the top layer of skin that produces free radicals. And they're bad news for collagen networks. They're going to break down the collagen network and collapse that beautiful uh, tensile strength of your skin. And so that's how we end up with fine lines and wrinkles. Bella Grace is really an elevated formula. Bella Grace is better than the competition for very obvious reasons. First of all, we're delivering great collagen. We're delivering Verisol, which is the world's most studied form of collagen. So we're starting at a foundation that's really top notch. So to protect your collagen against these kinds of assaults, what you really want is a nutrient that's going to specifically go to the skin, neutralize free radicals and do it really well, protect memory membranes and also have some anti-inflammatory properties to help dampen the signaling that really turns up expression of those scissor enzymes. And natural astaxanthin in the Bella Grace elixir is able to do all of those things. Every day you would have to eat six fillets of wild king salmon in order to get three milligrams of natural astaxanthin found in Bella Grace's elixir. But there's two other elements that we focus in on with our other key ingredients that are in the elixir, and that is astaxanthin and cat's claw. And the value of adding those two elements, in addition to the collagen, is centered on the formation of collagen in skin. So you activate all the processes that string the peptides and amino acids together. You're generating healthy, productive collagen. At the same time, you're also turning off the damaging pathways that break up collagen. So unless you take into account those components that optimize the process to make collagen and switch off the processes that destroy collagen, you're really missing the big picture. It's not enough to just consume the collagen. You have to link it all up and protect it. That's what Bella Grace does. So the elixir is really the perfect choice. It's shareable in a single unit. You get the right dose, so you're getting the correct benefits that match the clinical trials. And it also gave us the opportunity to have a great flavor. It's just yummy.
kilter all morning. That's okay, though. Uh, mm -hmm. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, everybody. Yep, looks like we got... Okay. Uh, I want to hear from you in the chat room. Um, not to me, but to everybody else. We have, um, you know, sometimes we'll have 1,500, 2,000 people can't hear anything now. What does that mean? It came back. Huh? It was a little glitch. There was? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 1,500 people on our streams. And, and this is just one one example of many because we need everybody participating. I don't understand what's going on. Is it true uh, that the C CP has just slow cooked you into just like surrendering? Mm. Do, you, do, you, do you believe so? Uh, I mean, they're, they're outwardly saying they're literally just brainwashing you and slow cooking you into just surrendering. Do you uh, feel like you're just in a, you know, in a surrender mode? Um, do, do, do you feel that you've been slow cooked uh, by the CCP uh, and you're just surrendering? Uh, or maybe a portion of us are. Maybe the, it looks like 264 people have clicked that thumbs. It's just one little tiny example. We're just using little examples that are very apparent to us. How many of the 1,500 people are actually, you know, doing their part? We're providing all the energy that we need to help propel the show, share the show, share the information that we discussed. That was pretty, uh, a, a great segment, Deb, and I'm going to need mm -hmm. you to stretch out your hellos here you are? Uh, to everybody. Everyone okay. loves to see you. They the do? crowd goes wild uh, when they see you. So I'm going to put you on okay. full screen here until I can get myself uh, squared away for some uh, reason. Uh -huh. Oh, I know why. That's why. That's why. That's why. It's an Blockhead. Easy fix. Huh? It's an easy fix. It is. You're, yeah. you know, so if hi, you go everyone. any further off to the right, hi, how are you? Hi, yeah. Deb Santilli. Did I call you Deb Jordan? I don't know. No, I don't uh, think so. By accident? Just checking? Yeah. Hmm? I don't think so. I didn't touch my camera, so I don't, or change anything. So hmm? I really don't know what's happening here. You're off to the, mm. look, see? Yeah, well, you know. I'll all, fix it. All of our equipment has a mind of its own. Rico, six, two dollars yeah, for the rope. For the Hi, rope. Hi, Rico. Good morning. One of my favorite people. Well, uh, Rico's been with what us. What color rope there, Rico, you racist? White rope, I bet, huh? <laughs> uh, huh? Ricardo. That's hilarious. White rope, you racist. Mm, huh? So funny. Yeah. So, good morning, everybody. Wow, what a weekend on, um, on Friday. Pete, That actually, that was a great segment. With uh, Colonel Mills. Yep, yeah, that you just did. So I hope everybody was paying attention. Yep. Yeah. So we're in our last hour, and a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, what's going on with the Peace Antelli show? Uh, everything's different. And we're ever-changing to try to uh, just keep up with the times and all that stuff. See, now I'm off kilter. Get my camera is off again. I'll get it. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'll we make are, the adjustment right now so pete is starting uh uh market ultra in his finance show i don't know how much finance you got this morning because you were on a rant young man mm -hmm. and um that starts at seven and goes seven to nine we take just a little bit of a break and we come back with the pete santilli show right uh this morning it just happened 
at nine o'clock that uh, Colonel Mills was scheduled to join Pete. So we went straight into that. Thank you. It's beautiful. What a beautiful thing you just did. And so um, that's what's happening here. And then, of course, Pete does his LFA in the mor- in the afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern. So make sure you guys tune into that. You'll get used to it. You'll get, and we may change again. Who knows? I mean, we're kind of. Uh, well, we got. Uh, I do need to make. Uh, I do need to make an announcement. It's. Uh, it's going to happen. I mean, as a matter of fact, it's been in the works since last year, and we'll talk more about this. As a matter of fact, you know what? Can can we please uh, settle the internetosphere? <laughs> uh, I want to do that first before we talk about the Thank the, you, border, the border bill. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this before we talk about the border bill. Yeah. Or should we do the border bill first? Yeah, let's save let's save the other stuff for the end of the The other stuff? The okay, let's talk about the border bill then? Yeah, let's do. Let's, okay. Let's go ahead and get into the news cuz everybody is talking about it mm-hmm. and it's not the, it's like it's not the only thing that's being talked about out there either, but this is huge when it dropped last night. You have already uh talked a little bit about it but we've had a chance to go over it i caught it as soon as it dropped like laura loomer uh was on top of it and then everybody just kind of fell in within minutes mm. we had our hands on it i printed it out and pete was like <laughs> pete was like oh my god how big is this thing and and i was like this is insanity so pete if you want to flip to page 212 All right uh, 212 through 217 is, uh, you know, and it, it's, it tells you what it's all about. You know, every, all of this pork that's in there is just incredible. I mean, they're giving Biden millions of dollars for his personal use for his expenses. Millions. Yeah. Here, here it is. It's, uh, it's insane. Oh, what's in this bill. Where'd I throw my, uh, my combobulator? Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Poof. Right. Um, the activations of authority. Uh, the secretary uh-huh. may activate the border emergency authority if during a period of seven consecutive calendar days, there is an average, okay, during a period of seven consecutive calendar days, there is an average of 4,000 or more aliens who are encountered each day yeah so that right there is accepting thousands but only the encountered well they're already giving the invitation Mm. for them to do it right so they're saying oh we're allowing four thousand yeah we're gonna allow four thousand in before we do anything yeah it's not an emergency unless we go over four thousand and then it goes on to say that once you're in the country no Uh uh-huh once you're in you stay in there's really no recourse to get them out of the country. Yeah. Uh, by the way, it's discretionary uh, authority, right? Exactly. Discretionary so that activation. Means hmm. Who? That means these people uh, are freaking insane. Okay? Uh, yeah. That means that you know, at their discretion, at hmm. their leisure, if they feel it's important enough, and that you know, it's it's we're having trouble. Listen, this whole bill is crazy. Go ahead. Yeah. So basically, for seven days, there's an average of 4,000 mm-hmm. or more aliens 
there is discretionary activation authority. Mm -hmm. Mandatory activation authority is that during a period of seven calendar days, there's an average of 5,000 or more who mm -hmm. are encountered each day. What about the unencountered, right? The mm -hmm. gotaways, the ones that don't come through uh, the central location. It's such a word salad there that people are like, okay, what is it? 5,000 a week before you... And remember, Seven consecutive calendar days, there has to be an average of 5,000. And But remember, which it's means that 5,000 is allowable. Yeah. And, and somebody has to say, okay, well, you know, and, and there's been 5,000 encounters this week and we've let them in. So uh, are we going to, do we or do we not shut the border down? And what exactly does mean? What do they mean by shut the border down? What do they mean by that? You know, mm -hmm. and it's like, but it, it's so confusing. Is it 5,000 a day or is it 5,000 a week? It, there's such a word salad there. You can't even figure out exactly what they mean by that. It says an average of 5,000 or more aliens who are encountered each day. Yeah. An average. And maybe, right. and that's when it kicks in that somebody with discretionary uh you know with discretionary can I, eyes on it might can consider you, can i ask you something taking a look at it yeah can i ask you something it's ridiculous can yeah. i ask you something yeah uh we are in a state of emergency period if mm -hmm. we have uh 100 coming over all right mm -hmm. that's a problem all right that's a problem yes uh, the, my question is should the the person that wrote these words 5,000, 4,000 averages and all that stuff mm -hmm. that we're not going to declare an emergency and it's going to be no problem, nothing to see here. Should that person be fired is the uh, question. Oh, yeah. Should that person be fired? Oh, yeah. Anybody that allows this freaking crap? And you know what? Seriously, do you have any faith in our fellow Americans mm -hmm. that they're going to even read this crap and do anything about it? Do you think they're going to do anything no, about it? No, it? It, it does not even address the cartel. Mm -mm. It doesn't address the cartel at all. What's going to happen with them? No. Is there going to be? It doesn't. Because the people that drafted this work for them. Yeah, That's it, why. It doesn't address Mexico and mm. their responsibility, mm -mm. right? And all of this or these other countries that are clearing out their prisons and their insane asylums and pushing these people to the border of the United States of America. It it does not address any of that. And, and it is you ready? insane. You ready? You want to hear this? Yeah. You ready? This should piss everybody off. Everybody listen to me right now. You ready? Aliens described uh, from non-contiguous countries shall be, shall not be included in the, in calculating the sum of the aliens encountered. Okay. So you got, to you got the your calculation of 5,000. They say, are you? Huh? <laughs> that is the most insane part. It, it, They're uh, not included. We have to deduct, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're deducted from the total of the these freaking people. Okay, it, listen to me. Do we need to? Do we need to be peaceful anymore with these uh, with these people? These people that are doing this, the people in suits and ties. Do mm -hmm. we have to be peaceful anymore? Huh? Are we? Can, can we just pick up the phone and say you pass this freaking thing, and we are literally going to put a wall up around Washington D.C. and cut off your electricity? And uh, uh, and and your water. Why can't we say that? I've got to tell you, 
immediately. That, that's the level of non-peaceful. Immediately, you know. Republicans who are keeping an eye on this uh, are, are, and even Speaker Johnson said, this is, well, I'm not even going to bring this to the floor for a vote. I'm not even going to. And he better not. But the rhinos come jumping in, Pete, and they're all like, Nobody's even reading it. They don't understand that we have to make compromises. Compromises? This this does not fix the border. They're saying that Trump is telling everyone to to push back on this because he doesn't want the border closed because it's an election year and he needs to campaign on the border and he can't give Biden a win, right? So... There's a part in this, and I forget exactly where it is. It may be in this little um, section that you're reading here, where it gives, it it ties the hands of the next president coming in. The next president, whoever that may be, mm. or any president in the future cannot undo this bill once it is signed. Listen to this, okay? What is a non-contiguous country? What is it? What is a non-contiguous? I think that it's a country, from what I'm understanding, that it is a country that does not have a border with us. So that would mean something Not true. Like, it isn't? No. Okay, well, I'm wrong then. It's not that I'm not, I'm trying to tell a lie. That's, that's the way I took it. Nope. It's non-contiguous. It's worse than that. Okay. You ready? If mm-hmm. they say I'm from Azerbaijan, okay, yeah. Azerbaijan is a, a, an enclave that is not that is adjacent to its original country. So if they say I am with a floating parcel of land out in Capri, you know, from mm-hmm. Italy. If you're from Capri, all Italians, you know, from Capri can can, can come over because it's an island, mm-hmm. right? You understand? Mm-hmm. Yes. You understand this, right? Yes. So Armenia, all right, is a non-contiguous country because Armenia is separate from its, you know, main country, right? Russia and uh, Kaliningrad, right? East and West Pakistan were non-adjacent, non-contiguous countries until East Pakistan became Bangladesh. Do you understand what is going on? This thing right here, just that one clause alone. Okay, Um, they can't even establish where these people freaking came from. Okay, so, uh, okay, let me understand this, because I just I thought that it was it doesn't count for anybody that's not coming in to the country from South America. Can I I ask you something? Yeah. Do you remember when Ben Burkwam showed us all of the passports and documents Yes. That they dumped on the other side because yes. they don't want to let anybody know where they're coming from. Right. Can you imagine that they're all going to be coached to say, I'm from Azerbaijan, right? Oh, it's a non-contiguous country. Mm-hmm. And they won't be counted. So I'm still not understanding they're what gonna a manipulate non-contiguous it. country is. Okay, it's, island? It's, I don't, it's, I don't no, it. it's like separate from uh, the mainland, okay? Uh, let's see. Um, hold on a second. You ready? I'll give you a couple, a couple more a country is a non-contiguous country and one that, that controls or claims territories adjacent to the main corpus of the state, okay? 
Angola and Kabinda, right? Azerbaijan, Armenia, right? If you take a look at the actual, you know, country, the main country itself, then you have this offshoot, right? Okay, so, oh, okay. So an like enclave Puerto Rico, versus an exclave. Like Puerto Rico, the yes. Virgin Islands to the United States. If you're from Puerto Rico, you know, and you're going into Europe. If Europe says, oh, we, we, we will not count anyone from Puerto Rico, you know, because although they're from the United States, they're from Puerto Rico, right? The Puerto Rico. Yeah, but they're talking it's about. It's adjacent to the United States. Uh, okay, but they're talking about contiguous, whatever you just called it. Contiguous. Contiguous to the United States. That would mean Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, uh, all of these territories, right? Those people will not be counted if they're if oh, they're here's another one. You ready? Traveling across the border. Check this out. You ready? Mm-hmm. Uh, Hawaii, Alaska. Mm-hmm. You understand? Yeah. Hawaii is part of the United States, but it is adjacent to the United States. Correct. So Alaska is part of the United States, but it is adjacent. Those to are the, the United people. States. Those are the people that won't be counted. Not people like Taiwan or Cuba. Or places like that. They'll, no. they'll be counted. Okay, here's the bottom line. You ready? Mm-hmm. How much you want to bet once that's signed in the law that everyone's going to be from Azerbaijan? Uh, there's no doubt. <laughs> they're, everybody's going to suddenly be Puerto Rican. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. They're, they're going to manipulate it. Because they say, oh, just as long as you say you're from Azerbaijan, we could have 10,000 people a day from Azerbaijan, and it'll never activate an emergency dumbest freaking legislation i've ever seen in my well, entire life you know what it is mm. everybody and the threads and i don't consider us to be ignorant people but the mm. way that is worded the word salad that they're using mm-hmm. and all of this is so it i mean it, it it's so confusing right what do they mean you know can what are you contiguous is that what you're contiguous it? contiguous mm-hmm. you know a lot of people have taken that to mean that, you know, people can just come in here from anywhere and not be counted, right? But I get it now. I get it. Like, if you live in Puerto Rico and because you vote uh, and all of those things, you're really considered uh, a um, a territory under the rule of the United States of America, then if you travel across the border... You know, you're not going to be counted as an illegal. That's what that means. Alaska, Hawaii, places like that. Now I understand it. Thank you. Uh, you're very welcome. That was terrible to get in, through. In general, for the purposes of paragraph <laughs> yeah. three, the secretary shall not activate the border emergency authority. Uh, number one, during the first calendar year of the effective date for more than 270 calendar days. Mm-hmm. You ready? Yeah. You want you want me to tell you again? Yeah. For the purpose of paragraph three, the secretary will not activate the border emergency authority during the first twelve months after the date that the bill is signed for more than two hundred and seventy calendar days. Did you hear what I said? Yeah. For the purposes, the secretary will not activate the border emergency, right? Mm -hmm. During the first calendar year 
for right. more than 270 days. You cannot, during the first 12 months of the, uh, of the emergency, crazy. you it's cannot insane. declare an emergency regardless of what the numbers are for any more than 270 days. Right. 270. Well, yeah. does it, did they just say that you, that the first year? Not, the first year. They're not activating this at all. The like there's a 12 month. For the first year. I mean, basically this is what's going to happen. Everyone's going to be f from Azerbaijan, right? So that'll stay under the right. Azerbaijan. Azerbaijan. Puerto right? Rico. Puerto Rico. Uh -huh. Hawaii. Hawaii you know, or Hawaii Alaska. Is, Hawaii is, is a non-contiguous uh, enclave that's uh -huh. not attached to the United States. Right. Everyone's from Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. uh, or if it does trigger something to get to the activation level, right? Uh, mm -hmm. You're not allowed to declare an emergency for more than 270 days. Yeah. Isn't right. that nice? Yeah. So during the second calendar year, you cannot do it for more than 225 days. During the third calendar year, you cannot declare an emergency for more than 180 days. Mm -hmm. Implementation. When the authority is activated, the secretary shall implement the authority within 24 hours of such activation. Oh, how expedient. Uh, suspensions of authority. The secretary shall suspend activation of the board of emergency and the procedures under subsection whatever, not later than 14 calendar days after the date on which the following occurs. You ready? Mm -hmm. You ready? Uh, 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 we're wordsmithing here. Um, the, the secretary can suspend it, all right, if the following occurs. In case of an activation under sub paragraph A, paragraph 3, there is during a seven consecutive calendar, calendar days an average of less than 75% of the encounter level used for activation. So mm. as soon as it hits the 75% level, then they can suspend the emergency. Automatically deactivates the emergency. In the case of an activation under clause I or II, there is during a period of seven, seven calendar days an average of less than 70% of the encounter level described in clause I. Waivers of the activation of authority. First calendar year, notwithstanding, beginning the first calendar year after the effective date, the secretary shall only have the authority to activate the border emergency authority for 270 calendar days. Oh, boy. These, these freaking bureaucratic Roman Empire-esque uh -huh. pukes need yeah. to collapse. Yeah. We need it. We need it. Uh, seriously, folks. I, I, I'm seriously, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Okay. Listen to me. We need Jesus and he needs to come and scream at the Pharisees. Yeah. And check it out. Uh, you know, they, the money, I don't know if they get into the money here, but mm -hmm. in this bill, money for Ukraine, money for Israel and money for Taiwan, mm -hmm. uh, $60 billion for Ukraine and $20 billion for our border, 60 billion for theirs. 20 billion for hours. And you know how far $20 billion is going to go on, on the southern border and the northern border? <laughs> Not very far. Not very far. You know what? When you have a bunch of people, this is what I think we need it's to like do. It's like 90-something billion dollars. You know what? Can we, can we do this? Can 90 we do billion. This? Listen. Uh -uh. 
in the $90 billion going to foreign countries. Can we do and this? And our, our border bill. Can we do this? Yeah. Uh, what I want to do is for every congressperson and senator, all right, mm-hmm. I want a mandatory, just regular civilian average Joe that's in our Rumble thread, mm-hmm. in our chat room. Like, you have to have a fake internet account name. <laughs> and we send you to D.C. along with that person that's elected, right? Mm-hmm. So we the people will elect that person. They go do their job. And if they do something stupid, we actually just send out a poll and we tell them to, to you know, do all like, hey, uh, like my Brad Winstrup, who took money from Big Pharma, is in charge of the Fauci uh, slash COVID uh, hearings to uncover that stuff. Mm-hmm. He took money. He's on the payroll. So if he does stupid things, we'll have somebody like Pete Santilli sitting right next to him and we'll fill out, a, uh, have you guys fill out a poll. Hey, should we electrically freaking uh, stick a freaking probe in this guy's sphincter? Mm. Uh, yes or no? You know, right? <laughs> what? Oh, boy. No, no, seriously. Like, poke him with a red hot poker. Yes yeah. or no? And yeah. we have, so, it's got, there has to be some level of instantaneous accountability. I'm sick and tired of, well, if you don't like him, vote him out. No. How about we freaking electric shock therapy eyes? The entire freaking Congress uh. immediately like you do something stupid after you're in office and you write that legislation. Shall we uh, cut all of his freaking Internet cords? Right. Shall we you, shall we hit him in the head with a my slipper? You would not believe huh. the people out there that rhinos and oh, I mean, immediately jumping on this and, and saying, doing what? Oh, they're just saying. You know, Donald Trump is is keeping the border deal from going through. It's such a great compromise. And Whatever he we can need do, to do something. Compromise, do compromise. It. Who's going to allow this? What American would say? Oh yeah, we'll go with that. What American? Name. Do me a favor. Mm-hmm. Give me one freaking American. Can they please identify themselves? <laughs> Tell me, is there any one American right now? You reach out to me on X. Send me a message. Okay, mm-hmm. and you have to use your real name. You have to be a real person. You can't be a fake person. Anybody, okay. First of all, that that sides with something like this, you need to get the red hot poker. Mm. A, B. There's nobody. There is nobody. Nobody would approve this. No American would allow this. Correct. Yeah. Am I am I wrong? Well, I mean, you know, you've got people like Bill Bill Maher out there. I watched him last night with Patrick Bed David. They did a thing, I guess, on Friday. <laughs> oh my goodness! I need to go back to that because I fell asleep. It was it. You know what? It it, it ended up oh, Bill Maher sitting there drinking tequila and getting drunk out out of his mind and smoking pot, I guess, or whatever it is he smokes. You know what Patrick Bed David said? It, it was the dumbest. It, it was an insult to Patrick Bed David, but Patrick Bed David handled him pretty well. He knew that Bill Morrow was was drunk, and uh, so he took advantage of that. And he, you know, it, it's it's interesting in that. But what is up with all of these people like Joe Rogan and Elon Musk and and Bill Maher? All of these people that are calling themselves libertarians. And believe me, I have experienced this firsthand with libertarians. It's all about drugs for them, drugs and alcohol and. And just uh, sex. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. 
to me. I mean, I, I watch this happening and unfolding. I like Joe Rogan, but I can only stand so much of him, right? Because eventually it all gets down to how many drugs you've done and, and oh, you know, I don't know. It's just, and, and you're sitting there going, I cannot even relate to that. Do you know what I mean? And so Bill Maher was sitting there getting drunk and being disrespectful. And he was like this close to having a complete blackout <laughs> right on the camera. I can't even believe he aired that. Was he really? Yeah. Uh, You'll see what I mean. Do you I know mean what Patrick Ben David it. said? What? Uh, he goes, and, and the way he said it, I just it was broken down like this. He said, here's the problem with Bill Maher. He doesn't believe in God. Mm -hmm. He doesn't like children. He doesn't like human beings. Right. Okay. He's never been married. And how can he relate to any American? Yeah. How does he relate to Americans? Uh, he, uh, Bill Maher, not so long he's ago. He's a godless uh, single, right? Mm -hmm. uh, he's repulsed. I mean, he has such disdain for human beings. He really does. Yeah, he does. And, and he says so. Mm-hmm. He no, says so right in out this in the interview. Open. Yeah. And he's so drunk that he's just, he's just saying stuff, you know? And, and I don't know about you guys, but, uh, you know, I get tired of that. Mm. It's like Miley Cyrus yesterday. She walks out in the Grammys and I didn't watch the Grammys. I don't even want to watch the Grammys. I have no, no idea who these people are and don't want to know who they are. But, you know, it's all over Facebook on Facebook not Facebook, but Twitter, it's all over X. She walks out in this dress that's been crocheted together, Pete, mm. with, I mean, her, you can literally see her vagina. Who's? Miley Cyrus. Oh, can I go see it? It's all over the internet, sure. Really? It's all over it. Yeah. And, and I'm looking at that, and I was like, who told this She's not girl? young anymore. She has a saggy vagina, doesn't she? No, she's she's pretty young. She's still in her. I mean, she's in her thirties, right? I'm just kidding. I'm just trying to just. How do you fit into that conversation? Well, you know, I mean, come, well, that you're just talking like a guy, and I'm used to it. It just kind of goes in one ear out the other for me. Uh, when when guys talk that way, but but I'm like, I'm looking at this girl, and but, I, but I'm your husband. Yes, uh, you are. But she's that. got her hair all done up 80s, 70s, 80s style. She's got on this golden dress. It's not even a dress, okay? It is crocheted together very loosely. It looks like somebody put a spider web, a golden spider web on this girl. She's walking around. She has on no underwear at all. And you can literally see her vagina. You, you can... and. Somebody told her that this was going to be a good idea. And can you imagine? I mean, children are watching the Grammys. I mean, can you trust to let your children watch the Grammys anymore? She's on the red carpet. And, you know, she thinks that's beautiful. Well, guess what happens? She goes on to win the Grammy, best pop song or whatever. I, I hate to tell you guys this, but Miley Cyrus can't sing. And neither can Taylor Swift, and neither can half of these people that are up there uh, winning these awards. And so it's like somebody told her, you know, you can't 
you can't make it on your own on your own voice. So we're gonna per- we're gonna parade you in front of the world with your vagina hanging out. Yeah. And that's going to get you attention. Yes. All right. I need to take some time here and I need to clarify the record here partially. All right. It's going to be something we're going to have to cover uh, uh-huh. over time. Uh, number one, um, as always, we're under attack. You guys need to know that. And we know who they are. Um, there is somebody uh, out there on the Internet. All right. Uh, who, and I, I'm going to say this, if there's one person out there who is influential, any one person, if it's Sidney Powell or Rudy Giuliani or Patrick Byrne or General Flynn or anybody, right, that this person has had contact with, every single camp, every single operation has been blown to smithereens. Every single relationship blown to smithereens. This one person is now attacking me with her entire cabal. You know, uh, of course, there's a a cabal of fake Internet people that falsely drive up her viewership. Right. And that's supposedly worth a lot of money, you see. Um, So they use click farms. Right. You know what click farms are, right? Deb, do you know how it works? Mm, Huh? Yes, I know how it works. Why are you frustrated? I'm, I'm not. You're not? No, this is important. Everyone needs to know this. I'm going to set the record straight right now. Uh, Does everyone know that this show was broadcast on American Media Periscope for the past two years? Yes or no? It has been, right? For those of you that don't know, we've been on American Media Periscope. We're on multiple platforms. People pick up our show. I've always been good to John Chambers, especially when he got sick. He got COVID and stuff like that. Well, guess what? American Media Periscope last year sent me notice and said, hey, uh, guess what? We got bought out by a company called CBMJ, right? And who's CBMJ? CBMJ is a publicly held company, and it's owned by Western Journal, all right? Western Journal, CBMJ. This is last year I got notification about this. And they said, Pete, we really appreciate it. you got a great show. You're a great patriot. We really uh, love supporting your work. So this is going on behind the scenes. And American Media Periscope, and I had conversations with them. This is last year, okay? Like mid-year, this was shaping up. By about October, I got word that I was going to be receiving, and it's penny stocks, right? But small shares, like 10 cents a share or something like that, right? And I said, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. And they said, we want to be very generous. They know who we are. They know what we've been through over the years. They love our content and they offered us shares. So I signed an agreement to provide them with content and then they would give us, you know, access to buy some shares of CBMJ, which is a publicly held, it's a penny stock, right? That was in October. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. In October. Well, then as things progressed, and I heard that uh, that there was going to be a CEO, and it was uh, they didn't tell me. They said we're you know under an NDA, we got to keep it you know secret. We're a publicly held company. We can't make the announcement until it's appropriate, until it's signed off. And right before we went uh, to our wedding, uh, I spoke with one of the executives over there at American Media Periscope, and they said, "Guess what? We've launched something that's subscriber based." And it's called Patriot TV. 
and you're going to be over there. And then you'll be able to offer that up, and, you know, that's going to be great. And, by the way, happy wedding. When you get back, you'll be hearing about the new CEO. Right? I said, all right, cool. That's great. You know, it's exciting, Patriot TV. That's awesome. And we're now, on. Now, I had no conversation. all kinds of platforms, right? I Yes. And I had no conversations with anybody about this. I didn't tell our audience. I, you know, American Media Periscope, Patriot TV. That's great. That's awesome. Whatever I can do to help support the platform. We help a lot of platforms out. We do. Jake Lang, you know, his um, Blessed News Network and stuff like that. We're trying to, you know, to get our show back up on Blessed News Network. But mm -hmm. a lot of platforms that we help out. And that was American Media Periscope. They got bought out by CBMJ, which wanted to build because of uh, Western Journal. They wanted to build a great, you know, video platform, which was Patriot TV. This is right before we went to our wedding. And they said, when you get back, you'll get the exciting news. We're going to go public with who the, the CEO is, right? Mm -hmm. I said, that is so cool. And then we come back, and I didn't even know what was going on, but I spoke with somebody who I've become friends with. I say friends and colleague and work with him. He's a great journalist. I love him. I have so much admiration for his decades of journalism, making documentaries, doing all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And I found out that Brandon House and General Flynn were the CEO and COO of Patriot TV. I just found this out, right? As a matter of fact, I didn't even connect it to when I got the official formal notification with that Brannon was going to be the CEO of CBMJ. I didn't make the connection to Patriot TV until afterwards. But I get this notification online. Now, we automatically get attacked, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay? man. And, and listen I was just, like, where just, the hell is Just this listen from? to this crap, okay? Yeah. Just listen to this. educated you on a 5G warfare. Yet, it is they who wield the weapons of manipulation, masters of the very of art they denounce. I am here today to pull back the curtain of this grand illusion on this last day of January. My role in this, you ask? Okay, it's pretty simple, deceptively so. While they spun their complex web of deceit, I worked with the simplest tools, truth and persistence. 
It is in the simplicity where you find the most potent form of resistance. They, on the other hand, thrive on complexity and confusion, creating elaborate narratives to ensnare the minds of many. You see, the architects of this war are not the saviors they claim to be. They are the creators of the chaos from which they promise salvation. By igniting fires only they can extinguish. They present themselves as both the hero and the healer. But the disease and the cure are one and the same, concocted in their laboratory of lies. Oh, my God. Why, you might wonder, would they operate in such a nefarious manner? Because the best enemy and the best trick, I say, that the devil uh, that the devil ever pulled was to convince you he's your friend, not that he doesn't exist. By controlling the narrative, by dictating what's true and what's false, they aim to capture the hearts and minds of the populace. It's not about educating, it's about indoctrinating. It's not about liberating, it's about controlling. They weave a narrative so compelling and so encompassing that to question it is to question reality itself. Their ultimate goal, to install a government of their design, one that serves their interests, not those of the people. This isn't about democracy or the will of the masses. It's about consolidation of power in the hands of few. They seek not to reflect the desires of the people, but to reshape those desires to fit their vision. In their eyes, the populace is but clay to be molded, blank slates on which to impose their will. Oh my goodness, is she like reading from some AI bot? This is bot? a battle for the soul of our society and our nation, and remember this. The simplest weapon we possess is the ability to question, to seek the truth beneath the layers of deception. They may have the means to disseminate the narrative far and wide. Oh boy, and today I'm going to show you just how far. But we have the power to dismantle it. Piece by piece. The truth, no matter how deeply buried, has a way of coming to light. And in this war of information, it is our greatest ally. Mm. I want you to understand, and I will what? I will give you an example what? of how they operate. <clears throat> I made a comment oh, yeah. yesterday. How uh, there was this attorney, no. and this is very important. I hope the SEC is paying attention because the names that I'm about to mention and the people that you already have on a list, you should start checking their stock portfolios right now, FBI. Now, take this. I mentioned an attorney, Russell Newman. My audience knew him very well. He was grassroots. He was a great guy. He was a fantastic guy. But he, his fate was because of Ah, normament, greed, questioning, clout, nobody knows. And I pray for him every day. And I'll show you how. He was very effective in response to filing the lawsuits on our behalf, pulling out the media matters, pulling out all these, fighting the left. He was exceptional. And so one day, so one day, they were, my dogs are running. So one day... Someone, my friend, Patrick Byrne, needed a lawyer for his organization, the America Project. I offered him Russell as he was a man who had finished theology, and I felt that he can withstand it. The words that I told him, and this is true, I am sending you into the mouth and the den of the lions. All right. This is uh, it's going to she's going to get right to it. This is the bull crap that I wanted you to hear. But here's the context in which I bring it to you. First of all, I was with American Media Periscope. 
All right. I'm not trying to form my own government. <laughs> okay. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gets pretty bad here. But, but the accusations that were put against me are so outlandish. And somebody just said, and, I, and I'm stopping right now. I was going to continue to play it. Uh, mm-hmm. But if there's anybody in our thread that has lost their minds, if you think that you know more than what I do, okay, in my personal relationship, I know the man and I spoke to him and I've worked with him and I've watched him and he's been tested and this man in every single instance, no matter what, always proves up to try to do whatever he can for our country. I've watched him do it, okay? And guess what? Then I look at the internet, okay? It's kind of like Pete Santilli. If you go Google Pete Santilli, you got dumb people that are out there saying he's this and he's that, and they don't know who I am. They're literally regurgitating crap from Telegram and from YouTube, okay? If there's anybody in my thread right now that says... General Flynn is bad, and you don't know that personally and firsthand, and you're just in a chat thread saying that, and you're Mm. regurgitating lies that have been put out on the internet, then please part. Leave. I'm going to quadruple down here. You ready? Mm -hmm. I'm going to quadruple down here. You ready? Yeah. I trust General Flynn. I have to uh, trust General Flynn more than I trust President Trump. You want to know why? Because I haven't looked at President Trump in his beady eyes and worked directly with him and watched. You know what I mean? I haven't. I don't I don't have personal interaction on a tried and true. Like, what is the guy doing when it matters most? I don't have that with President Trump. So that's the main reason why I trust General Flynn more than President Trump, because I've got personal interaction with him. I'm not only putting my name to it. I'm going to say that anybody that says otherwise has zero proof of what they're saying. They're just babbling crap that other people have recited on the Internet. There's mm-hmm. nothing that you can say right now in our threads that says, oh, he did this. He hasn't done anything. OK, what has he, he done? You know what he's done? He's taken a bunch of bull crap from people on the Internet that, mm-hmm. that lose their minds. They their minds are captivated by other people that just make up stuff. It's literally made up. I've never, ever seen not one shred of anything truthful about General Flynn, ever, including, remember the one time he read, he's a Roman Catholic. I'm a Roman Catholic. You read off of prayer cards, okay? Next thing you know, people are on Telegram with Lynn Wood saying that the guy's a Freemason, you know? What the frig is that? The guy's a Roman Catholic. He read from a prayer card. He liked what it said, and he shared a prayer. That's not a bad thing, folks. We Roman Catholic Catholics really suck at prayers, okay? And you holier-than-thou Christians out there criticizing somebody for reading from a Roman Catholic prayer card. It was a Roman Catholic thing, okay? General Flynn just looks at that and says, oh, my God, you know, like, I don't you know, I'm a Roman Catholic. I freaking go to church. I sit in the pews. I make the sign of the cross, kneel a couple times, put money in the bucket and leave. That's what Roman Catholics do. We don't know how to pray, really. The priest prays for us. But you Christians attack the guy because he read from a prayer. That's like probably the most serious thing. I heard him pull that prayer card out. And I don't know. I think it was like Alice Bailey, Bailey wrote it or something like, you know, some crazy like that. He didn't know. All right. 
So please, if you cannot control your own mind and it's been hijacked by, by somebody else and you don't have personal firsthand knowledge, uh, I do my research. I'm with you, Pete. There, there is no, yeah, yeah, dream 2361. Do your own research. There's nothing, zero, above and beyond what I know about General Flynn. General Flynn's not dirty. General Flynn's a patriot. General Flynn's doing all of the right things. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. I watch him. I work with him. He's fighting for the January 6th Patriots. I mean, I've talked to him. I've literally had meetings with General Flynn. Meetings with him. General mm -hmm. Flynn was the first one to say, guess what? The whole Q thing is a big psyop. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's right. Do do your own research. So so let me just play this because you're going to hear some goofy stuff that's out there. And it gets really bad because who this person is. We're just going to go just a couple minutes here. Okay. Because I have to make my point. She, I, I want everybody to hear her. All of a sudden, she just led up to this big, grandiose AI scripted whatever it was that she was reading. And then mm -hmm. she goes into Peace Antilles, like taking over the world with General <laughs> Flynn. I mean, it's the craziest freaking thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Be careful. Be very careful to not be tempted because they will destroy you. He was offered a contract with the America Project to work with them. Uh, they took him. His job was to provide them information about me. And I'll rewind and tell you why. They should have known when under the influence of truth serum, if I could lie, that I was extremely well trained. They should have known that, and this is why they feared me. And if you saw a text that I posted, Joe Flynn mentioned that Charlie Flynn had no idea about me and that I and Sidney Powell were not controlled. He said it in his own words, not mine. I'm pointing this out because it's very important. Now, Russell Newman is no longer with the America Project. He's gone because he could not fulfill his duties that he was hired for. That man was very enamored. If you think that President Trump doesn't know any of this, but I do, you must be joking. Now pay attention. I have emails demonstrating that General Flynn and Joe Flynn and the America Project work with DeSantis' attorneys. I have evidence. I'm not just saying it. But here is why I'm going to it. Oh, no, Tori, you're attacking General Flynn. No, I'm telling you the truth. I'm not attacking. Everyone is to their own fate. Now, I realized that around the end of January, people that I had almost lost my freedom for to save their children bit me. I noticed, well, we had grown apart because after their arrest and but their she's release. Talking about she's talking about, and we're going to get to that part right there. All right. It's the most horrifying thing you've ever heard. It's all, this is all bull crap. You'll understand why here momentarily. They admitted something to me that I was totally against. When you lie to federal agents, I have a problem with it because now I'm implicated in your crime. So I kept that distance, but love them nevertheless. I realized that they dropped a Tory file and they started orchestrating in December this little thing. And I'm thinking, why would they do this? They would kill their I, brand. I know they why. They must have something. I know for a fact from my own listener base, they have extorted 
tens of thousands of dollars. In order for them to do this, this means that they have paid, have been paid money. Now, let me tell you what is happening here. I did say back in during Lindell's event that Brandon House had created his own media. How? With the money of Mike Lindell. Oh, he created his own media true. company, and I said, well, I know this because it was only two years ago that I had even said live on air that a company had approached me and said, Miss Maris, you have over one million downloads a day. We would like to see if we can buy your data of your listeners and we can pay you a quarter million dollars i said wow that sounds fascinating can i see a sample of this data that would fit my demographic and they gave me a chunk of data within that data i found information from Infowars, frank speech my pillow and a medical company that i couldn't put my finger on i then found out that pete santilli led a telehealth company which i found out a couple days ago with evidence that general flynn roger stone and all these people sit on the board of now, at that point, I'd reached out to Joe Oltman and said, someone is funneling the data and reselling it. They're making a lot of money. Brandon House has made millions. Like, what is going on here? If people find out that their private identifying information is being sold, this could be detrimental. All right. Now, this is what I have to say. And very uh, calm. Actually, normally when I get attacked, okay, and I'll get upset or whatever, you know, you hear me rant and I'll go, right? This is what I'm going to say right now and why I'm putting this out, all right? First of all, there's a lot of things that that not a lot of people know about what's going on, and they don't need to know. Listen, Mike, we're, everybody's trying to help Mike Lindell out however they can, all right? Yeah. Like, for instance, it's publicly known. Mike Lindell with the, with the Patriot TV thing, okay, received $2.3 million, right? That's a nice little chunk of change, isn't it? And Mike Lindell and Brandon, okay, are, they're not, they didn't have a falling out. There's the leaving thing, okay? There's not a leaving thing. It's General Flynn setting up Patriot TV, all right? Um, and Mike Lindell's going to benefit from that. <laughs> He's going to benefit from it. And he got $2.3 million in the transaction. He's losing money on Frank's speech for many different reasons. It's none of anyone else's business. Okay, uh, Brandon, I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to speak on Brandon's behalf, but I don't know. Uh, have you ever heard Brandon say that he's making millions of dollars ever? We speak to him, do we not, Deb? Uh, it's not true. No, I mean, he he's an entrepreneur. He has many different yeah. uh, businesses and uh, as does there. Mr. Lind Lindell and as do we. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, what you just heard, okay, what uh -huh. you just heard, and I'm not going to mention any names uh, because they're going to be called as witnesses Yeah, in a very serious legal case because it's so false. It has. It is so false. It has, there has zero, there's zero truth to what was said there. Yeah. Zero. Zero. Um, None. There, uh, let me give you another example, okay? The telehealth company, all right? And the way it was structured uh, didn't col collect any data. Okay, there was no data collection. 
It was the, literally. It was just a dumb, I don't even know how that even a, got tied it's in. It's the with craziest, craziest, craziest. Well, I do. It's beyond defamation, it's actually. She's a CIA operative, you guys. She is. I mean, she is. And what? What? Well, she says that she was. Well, she says she was a contractor and she worked for Brennan. She may or uses, may not. She says that she still uses, you know, what she learned. And she was yeah. just talking about that, actually. What? That what? she is able to lie even under truth serum. Yeah. So. Anybody in our threads, okay? And, and, and here's the admonishment. You ready? Anybody mm-hmm. who is in our threads. And you have information where you've got personal firsthand knowledge and deep research that that General Flynn is dirty. I don't want you repeating freaking uh, uh, telegram crap. You putting out disinformation. That's like you like representing Fauci saying that vaccines are good, you know, because you heard about it on the Internet to stop being an idiot. Stop being an idiot. Mm-hmm. Mike Lindell is advertising on Patriot TV. Absolutely. I mean, this is crazy. There's no falling out, Brandon. I was on a call with Brandon and Mike the other day, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a good thing, right? And and Mike is listening to this crap that's going on on the internet. He's like laughing about it. It's crazy. Well, he certainly doesn't have time for it. He doesn't have time for it. But that's here's, right. Here's the thing. Um, it, what she said about Pete Santilli. It's just flat out an attack for no um, reason. Yeah. Pete Santilli never, she said, she goes on to say that you are the owner and you were leading <laughs> the owner and leading a telehealth company, which is absolutely That's a lie. 100% That's a, a lie. lie. That's like saying that I own Bella, never, Bella Grace. You never said on the board of never of any telehealth company never and we can prove it and she goes on to tell her audience and the people who are listening to her that they need to unfollow everyone stop supporting everyone stop giving intentionally to, trying to harm our business she goes yeah she literally Pizza goes fed. on yeah to to harm our business. General Flynn, Brandon House, me, so there everybody. Is, there is um, unfortunately legal recourse. Yeah. So this whole it's coming. But but you know, our coming. listening audience yeah. doesn't care about that car, that crap. You wanna you wanna hear something, they folks? They will because it's gonna be very it, it's Yeah, it's gonna be, be pretty big actually. It's gonna be very public. Yeah, it is. It's gonna be pretty public. You know what? I'm so tired of I'm so I am so tired of this woman. Uh, well, she Patrick Byrne has turned believes, on her. She believes she can say that anything that she wants to say. It's been proven in a court of law over and over and over again. Pete was not an FBI informant. Never was. Never was. And I can Never legally prove it. Can right? legally prove it. And, um, you know, she just keeps saying that. And, and why? Because she wants to harm us. So, you know, she wants to harm what we're doing here. And she wants to uh, draw people away from us, and she wants to cause uh, she wants to cause division. I'm but not, here's the thing: yeah, the real people that she's going after, and we're going to. I think we should go ahead and play a little bit of it if you have that recording. I do. It's, it is yep. now public. Millie Weaver and her husband made mm. this public. It was a recorded phone call between. 
Tori's attorney, Tori and Gavin and, Gavin and Millie. And when you hear the way uh, Tori talked to Millie, it is, it, I mean, Millie, Listen. Millie has been distraught over this for well, a year. Well, well, hold on a second. Let me, let me back coming. up a second. Let me back up a second. You ready? Yeah. All right. This is what I want to say publicly. All right. And Patrick Byrne's going to have to answer to this to this as well. He All turned right. on her over the weekend. Uh, he put out, called her, what did he, what did he say, loony or? She's batshit crazy. Yeah. And he, and remember, what you guys just heard her say was that Patrick Byrne was a good, her good friend. And she in, implied and, and pulled him into this. And I don't think he appreciated that very much. She pulls a lot of people in. She drops a lot of names. But, you know, these folks are in the background, uh, from what we understand. Uh, you know, people, we've talked to several people that were mentioned. And the lawsuits are coming. I mean, finally, to put a stop to this. Uh, but, you know, uh, these people are like, wait a minute, man. I mean... Her and Mr. Oltman, uh, obviously, it, you know, there's there's a lot to be unpacked and what she said. So, um, you know, we want to reassure everyone that that uh, Mr. Lindell and and Mr. House have a solid relationship. This is business. Well, I, I see it that way. It I is don't... business. That is none of our business. We had absolutely nothing to do with it. We weren't consulted or asked who, uh, anything. We do not own a telehealth company. Never it's did. It's just not true. Never and, sat on the board and, of And one. by the way, remember why I mentioned in the beginning that I was with American Media Periscope. Sure. And uh, last we year, CBN. remember we were with. Well, hold on a second. You ready? American mm -hmm. Media Periscope carried our show. American Media Periscope contacted us and said we were bought out by CBMJ mm -hmm. the last year. American Media Periscope says, oh, my goodness, they're publicly held. We're going to give you some stocks as a content producer at like 10 cents a share or whatever it was. Sure. I said, wow, that's cool. We signed that in October. OK, guess who did not exist at the time? General Flynn and Brandon House didn't even exist. Yeah, okay. they weren't even part. They of weren't it. even part of it. I was part of the CBMJ thing. And then we were told right before we went to our wedding that Patriot TV was going to be launched and the CEO was going to be announced. And they didn't tell me who it was. And we found out when we got back, we were part of the Patriot TV thing to begin with without even knowing about Flynn and Brandon. Brandon House didn't tell me. Right. Mm. He never said a word to me. Never said a word. He doesn't you know, have to. Well, you know how I found out about uh, Brandon House and CBMJ? How? Because you can't, like, uh, with a publicly held company, you can't do insider trading stuff. Like, mm -hmm. there's no conversations you have like, hey, guess what? We're going to do some insider trading stuff, and I'm going to be, and the stock's going to shoot to the roof. Which is what uh, Tori was insinuating. That's what she was insinuating. By that the way. Take a look at their stock portfolios, right? Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're, this is completely a made-up thing. And why why is it made up? All right, now I'm going to tell you something. The journalist, the person, the family member that, that she was referring to is Millie Weaver. And let me tell you what 
uh, Tori has done as a contractor, admittedly. She admits she's a, she was a contractor. She, she calls herself a chaos coordinator. There's well, she, not one. She thinks it's very cute and and she thinks it's catchy. Yeah. Listen, yeah. listen. Um, Millie Weaver has right now information, forensic information that's going to go up all the way to the highest levels. And it will, it will, okay, if it's made into the courtroom, if it makes it into the courtroom, it'll literally blow apart President Trump's cases. Let me overemphasize this point. Before the 2020 election, Millie Weaver was involved in an investigation into Sunrise uh, yes. movement. And it was her investigation. It was her investigation. Right. Well, guess who got in there and tried to subvert it and quash it? Two people. Patrick Byrne, uh, when when he went into... And, no, Patrick Byrne and Tory. And we need to say that this is according to... Uh, no, 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 this isn't according to it. This is the fact. You ready? Yeah. This, Patrick Byrne and Tory were working close. This is the story close. of Millie and her husband. Okay, no, 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 no. This is, this is a fact. You ready? Yeah. Patrick Byrne and Tory were working very closely together. Patrick Byrne no longer associates with Tory at all. At all. Okay? And I believe something happened there that prevented it from getting to President Trump through Patrick Byrne in the Oval Office. Okay? And I'm going to say that it needs to be investigated. Why didn't Patrick Byrne bring the information about the Sunrise Corporation? Because Millie was expecting that it was going to be presented at the White House. Well, Tory and Patrick Byrne were very close. And I'm going to say that they're not anymore. All right. It never made it to President Trump at the end of December. And if it had been, we'd be in a completely different situation. Patrick Byrne, this is a fact, never presented the Sunrise Corporation to, and, and I want to know why. And did Tory have something to do with that? But listen to this dispute about Tory blowing up the Sunrise investigation and what Millie Weaver says. There's maybe some profanity, but that's okay. It's the most appropriate profanity you children, that you will ever hear. If you okay? have children in the room. Yeah. Please note that yeah. there is some serious F-bombs that are going to get dropped yeah. and some serious profanity and, and We're going to end on this okay. note, but you need to hear who Millie is. The Tory files are serious. It's going to go to litigation. And mm -hmm. there was a very, it very is. evil, evil person that was withholding the Sunrise information, which will bring down President Trump's legal cases. That is a fact. That is a fact. Is a So here's the funny part. So what she do? She starts attacking Millie over her reporting about the train, and then she destroys Alma's birthday, and then she's just throwing daggers, saying cruel, mean, heartless, gutless stuff. That if we actually did show her audience. They would be shocked at what a bully she is. Okay? But Grant, all this is to get Millie and I to react, to get us to react, because she's got that trigger. Grant is Tori's attorney on the line. Yes. Point Because her goal is to discredit us so that she can have Nathaniel, who's under extortionary threat, say, yeah, it was Tori. So that's what's going on. So it shouldn't be a surprise to you, Grant, that because she probably can't get Nathaniel to do what she wants, she can't get Millie and I to do what she wants, she's begging me 
to just say it in writing, right? So she's got that screenshot to show all of her audience when she torches our career, right? She's doing the same shit to Millie and I that she did to Nathaniel, and you know it. And and I'd like to speak now because I haven't gotten really the chance to to tell my side of this story here. So Nathaniel was uh, my camera guy. He used to work at InfoWars. He then got fired from InfoWars. And Gavin and I decided to hire him to do camera work, investigative work, and and other graphic work in, in a series of different jobs, right? So... We had talked with Nathaniel, who was living at our house for a while, mind you, okay, um, while this investigation was going on. And we decided originally um, we were talking about whether we were going to go infiltrate the Bernie campaign or the Sunrise campaign, and we made this decision on the Sunrise campaign. And this was like over a year-long process of investigative work where we were working directly together as a team, me, Gavin, and Nathaniel, on this investigation. And Tori had nothing to do with any of those time periods when we were doing that investigative work. This is stuff that I was still doing while I was uh, employed at InfoWars, okay? And so I was breaking a series of different Sunrise Exposed reports that everyone knew this was my deal, okay? I was doing this investigative uh, work and that we had infiltrated the Sunrise Movement. Um, then on one of our, you know, leading up. Now, I'm just going to emphasize, I'm going to fast forward here. You ready? Uh-huh. This is the biggest investigation that once it makes it to court and President Trump's cases will bring his entire case down. Uh-huh. It's that big. Millie Weaver has done that work and she did it well before. It was all been suppressed. It's been suppressed from you. How many of you know about the Sunrise Movement? How many of you know that Millie Weaver had spent thousands of dollars in undercover investigators that were on Zoom calls with government officials that were planning for the overthrow of the United States of America? How many of you know that? She has it documented. It was presented to the FBI. Guess what the FBI did with it, folks? Nothing. They did nothing with it. So Tory, also, and I don't know this, but all I know is that Patrick Byrne and Tory were really close. Well, and she Patrick, called him her. She called him her friend at the beginning. Yes, of her that's right. Little rant, but about but you. this is a fact. This is a fact. Patrick Byrne never ever presented this to President Trump in his meeting in the Oval Office, and I want to know why. I want to know why. Guys abandoned me at the hospital. This is the reason I'm attacking you. Okay, so when we know that's false, when we know that's false, what's the real reason you're attacking me then, Tori? Ah, oh, because I was somehow interfering with your information off. Oh, oops. And Gavin, you better get your wife under control. Otherwise, I'm going to destroy her career. Those are the threats we're getting. I've got in Dropbox ready for deployment all the secret recordings that I could just launch right now. You think you're my CIA handler or something? That's insane. I will torch my whole career in the name of truth, Tori. I don't give a shit. I will torch my entire career in the name of truth, in a blazing fucking glory. I don't care because the people should know the truth. 
No, it's not thirsty. I don't really give a shit at the end of the day. I'll go fucking dig ditches if I have to. The people should know the fucking truth, and I'm over the bullshit. So you want to go there? We can fucking go there. I don't care. You're all agree to revisit this this afternoon or tonight. Can we all agree to take a breather? Emotions are high right now. Everyone stay. Yeah, you need to get on the call. And everyone stay. And I have these people fucking in my ear. Grant, we will. Grant, we will agree. Grant, we will agree to do nothing further as far as we, like, and I could show you, we're not contacting Tori. We're not going to respond to her. But the problem is, if she continues to do what she's doing, there will be a threshold upon which she crosses where we have to defend ourselves. And you just heard, all right, and and she wasn't going to put that out because guess what Millie doesn't use? She doesn't drop the F-bomb. She doesn't. It's I, the first time I, I, I've ever Pete heard her. I, the, uh, Pete and I, the first time we heard it, we were like, whoa. And I about came up out of my seat. But because she, it's about damn time yes. somebody stood up yeah. and said, you're not going to do this to us, right? The, these kinds, listen, these kinds of operations have been run on Pete and I yeah. before. We know it when we see it and nope. because we have been we have been victims of it before uh, different names, but the same but the same operation. Right. Make up a bunch of stuff, say terrible, horrible things about people um, that you have absolutely no proof on. But you say that- you have proof and then you stitch together this story. That right. was the voice of Melody Weaver, for those of you that are just dropping in. Somebody wants to know about the border bill. Uh, we covered the border bill and the dumbest pages I read to you, okay, which basically makes this entire thing null and void and a bunch of pork mm-hmm. uh, and controls to prevent President Trump from being the president, okay? So, Millie Weaver, we're going to end on this note, all right? When we heard those words, when we heard that entire recording and Millie's, Millie's efforts to right. get her investigative work well, here's to, the to the right authorities. And it was prevented by Tori herself. Um, Tori goes on to say in her podcast that QUX and Millie and all of these people, her, 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 her whole thing was were trying to destroy Mike Lindell. That is a lie. Well, it is not true. Well, guess what else? And guess what we're else? We're going to prove it. Guess what else? Tori is on recording. You'll hear that at a later date. This is going to be unpacked. Trust me. It's going to be important because President Trump is impacted by this. All right. Mm-hmm. There is a man named Robert Karen who has been involved in stealing money uh, from Range Broadcasting. Remember that? He took down Range Broadcasting, stole $75,000. Yeah, I remember That's that. Still, that Robert Karen, guess who he is? He is a known CIA agent. A, a district attorney, I think, identified him as being intel. Tory, on audio recording, said that Robert Karen was CIA. And Tory took orders from Robert Karen, okay? And she's on audio recording in her own words, saying when he tells you to do something, you know, he's CIA. What are you going to do? And she tried to get the source code to the QUX boxes. And Gavin caught her dealing with Robert Karen, a CIA agent who stole money from, I mean, I do know this for a fact. 
Mm-hmm. He stole money, and that's what brought Range Broadcasting down. $75,000 he took. And he runs around into these patriot groups, and he sabotages them. Robert Karen is under criminal investigation. Whether or not he'll be held accountable, that's secondary. He's behind Tory's efforts to try to get her to get the source code to the QUX box, and she admits it on audio recording. So... Tori, I mean, I'm sorry. So Millie and Gavin have released this recording. Pete, tell them where they can find it. Yep, you can find it on Telegram. On Telegram, we'll provide you to the link, the Tory files, which basically they've had no choice because they've been under attack. Here's the main thing. Their Sunrise Movement investigation has been suppressed. That's the main reason for it. Tory was involved in suppressing and hijacking that information per Millie and, and Gavin. That that information never got to President Trump when Patrick Byrne was going there. And Tory and Patrick Byrne were like this. It was suppressed from President Trump. Does everybody understand this? Well, it's getting to him now. It's getting to him now. It is. It's yeah. going to President Trump now. It so is. here's what we want you to do. I don't want you to contact Tory at all. Don't even. I mean, that's not what we do. What we want to do is to support Millie Weaver and her efforts to get the sunrise. Millie Weaver. Support Millie Weaver. I will provide links on the on our X channel to get to Millie Weaver's thread. She's doing the best investigative journalism work. You'll Mm -hmm. never hear her drop the F bomb. I I, you need to hear how passionate (laughs) she was about torching her career. For the sake of the truth. So let's support Millie Weaver and we will be supporting Millie Weaver and we'll be supporting uh, the efforts to get this information to President Trump's case. That's where I want everybody to consume all of their uh, and and consume information and expend all their energy in getting Millie's information about the Sunrise Movement, which if you don't know about it, that is a problem. How many of you You in the threads right now don't know about the Sunrise Movement? Uh, investigation. Mm. How many of you have never heard about it? I'm looking at threads. We're going to conclude on this note right here. Listen, go to Telegram to what's it called? The Tory files? Yes. Go go to Telegram. They yeah. have the Tory files there. Listen to... Me. See, you guys have never heard about it. Can you imagine? It's bigger than anything any investigation that's been done since election day, it's the biggest thing that should have been put on blast. Mm-hmm. Yep. Thank you, Rico. All right. And nobody talks about it. I haven't. Look at nobody knows about it. Can you imagine that? Yep. You guys have been amazing. Thanks for being with us. 4 p.m. Eastern. Come back on over to LFA and join me on the Santilla Report this afternoon. It's 4 p.m. Eastern. And I'll see everybody in the Bye. Sad but true. Don't worry about it. The truth will set us free, folks.